Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGL Bears postgame show. I know go! what everyone is thinking. And that is Phil Snow, the greatest hire in the history of any NFL franchise ever. You know, you guys slept on Snow when he came in here, and I said that guy was going to transform this defense, and I told you that the Bears are going to win today. Let it snow. Let it snow. Extend Justin Fields. Extend Matt Eberflus. This is in the hunt. Never say die. Greg Braggs is still screaming at Jaquan Brisker. Bears win. <laughs> okay. First of all, you did not say the Bears were going to win. I did not. You picked the Lions. I did. You picked the, Lions. Pick the Lions. You picked the Lions. I picked the Bears. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, hey, credit to you. It's Big of job. you. I, I was sitting there this morning literally thinking, I wish I had picked him, but I didn't. Yeah. And you did. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, what a big win. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. There's um, what a ride that was, first of all. I mean, that was the full Justin Fields experience. You had the amazing. You had the annoying. You had the how many throw the ball yells by me today. Probably 10. Um, but I mean, they were still, they still made up plays. Uh, we got to talk about the fourth and 13. Obviously there were, there were adjustments in this football game. Yep. The defense balled out again. That's been an ongoing storyline that continues. And that's, that's, that's a real offense. They played today in the lions too. And, and essentially Are we sure about that. Well, it, it was until they played the bears a few weeks ago and then the bears broke them. Um, the Bears, this is what we should, this is the post-game show we should have been doing a few weeks ago. Yep. And I was prepared to sit there and be like, this is the most impressive win that the Bears have had under Matt Eberflus easily. And then they blew it. And then we were talking about another collapse. So at the very least, credit to the Bears, credit to Matt Eberflus, credit to Justin Fields. They did what they had to do, credit to the defense especially, to finish this game and get what is easily the biggest win under Matt Eberflus on a day he absolutely needed it. That was the Lions' loss in Detroit was more of a dynamic. Like, if they had finished that game, that was more of like a dynamic, astounding game the way they had played that day. Today was just a methodical ass-whooping. Like, as we were talking, like, we're not, we weren't really going crazy at the end, but it's crazy to say about a team that has never won back-to-back games in the Matt Eberflus era, 
But halfway through the third quarter, it just felt expected. They were the better team out there. And they just methodically kicked their ass as the game went on and to the point where the Lions really had no answers at the end. Well, let's go big picture for a second here. Look, the Bears were 0-4. The Bears had lost games that they should have won. The Bears had no ability to get to the quarterback. And Ryan Poles last year traded a second-round pick for a guy that he thought could possibly help the offense, which turned into a complete disaster. Ryan Poles stepped back up and said, you know what, I'm doing it again because we absolutely have to have somebody who can get to the quarterback because you can't win in the league unless you have that guy. And he went and traded for Montez Sweat, and then there was the whole extension thing, and some were wondering, did he give up too much again? Ryan Poles, I guess the future is the future, but I think it's very easy to say right now he got that right. It has transformed the defense. They had four more sacks today. The back end is thriving right now because balls are coming out earlier than teams wanted to do. That has absolutely changed this football team, which is one of the reasons why I think when you look at the future of the Bears right now, I think you'd be pretty damn comfortable that Ryan Poles is going to be making whatever calls are going to happen in the offseason. Well, it's a team sport. And how do you fairly evaluate the linebackers of the secondary when you're not getting a pass rush? How do you fairly evaluate a quarterback when you don't have a consistent line that's creating a nice pocket for them? They're getting both things. The trenches are starting to really play some football, and now you're seeing the rewards of that. And there's been up and down, like you said. We'll get through the roller coaster of what was today from a quarterback standpoint, but at the end of the day, when the trenches start playing like they do, you're going to be put in m- more good situations than not. I mean, the, the Bears' offense is the roller coaster of all roller coasters, but you can you actually feel like the defense. You have is, a margin it, of error, right? Right. There, there's something that you can rely on here, and whatever goes on offensively is just going to be a thing. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> guess what? I'm not afraid to say it today. Said it a few times on the Twitter scapes. The Bears. Can be eight and eight walking into Green Bay with a chance to win nine games. There is no reason that they cannot. Every game they play is winnable the rest of their schedule. They play like they have the last few weeks since Justin Fields has returned. They can win every game and walk their asses into Lambeau Field with a chance to win nine games. Why not? The Detroit Lions, who they just kicked their ass today, did the exact same thing last year. And I bet they didn't think there was any semblance of hope when they were one and seven of one or whatever they were. It sounds ludicrous. I get it. But they should be seven and six right now. And I don't think that's a stretch to say. So there isn't a stretch to say that they can beat the Browns with a backup quarterback or the Cardinals or the Falcons. They all suck. Let the Bears win some games here. Put all your predictions and opinions about what's going to happen in the offseason to the side and enjoy this fucking streak. It's exciting. Let's get to nine wins. Let's get to eight wins and walk into Lambeau and see what they got. All right. Well, first of all, I don't disagree with you. But did I'm going to take everybody behind the scenes here a little bit. Did we not just like 20 minutes ago have some type of conversation over there where you were like, the, the crazy thing about this, though, is that everyone's going to be saying the Bears can win out now. 
everyone's going to say it. We're five minutes in the show and you went right. on a rant. Because I feel that way about it. I do. I said that in the pregame show. This team is so unpredictable that it wouldn't have surprised so everyone, me if they lost you. out. So what were you saying over there that because you said it there, you, you they're all stealing your thunder? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just giving you the the he's pulse the of, of the fan he's base. the voice of everyone i wasn't so saying therefore. it was wrong i said everyone. in the pregame show that it wouldn't surprise that, that they could lose out or win out that's how unpredictable this team is but now that they showed you here today because that's why i didn't have the confidence to pick them to win today because i wanted to see consistency that they have never shown in the matt eberflus here oh, by the way you didn't get consistency today I just, I mean, winning two games in a row is the definition of no, stringing it, together some sort of semblance. Like this. Well, that's football, guys. I mean, you're not going to pitch a perfect game. I don't expect that. There's going to well, be no, ups and downs. Be baseball. And then adjustments. Like you said, there were adjustments in this game as well. Okay. I think we need, it, we'll bring up the Duke here in a second. I think we need a new graphic, though, that says Braggs, the voice of everyone. <laughs> Not the voice of everyone. I, I get, hey, You're definitely not I, the voice of the Duke, who's paying two hundred dollars right he's now back. to shut you up for five seconds. <laughs> not possible. Not possible because I'm going to read it. One hundred ninety nine ninety nine super chat. Where's Don Burr in his big mouth now? <laughs> shut up, Don Burr. I don't want to hear any more about the D. Only producing against backups. It's time to buy into this team. Marvin Harrison Jr. and a center in the in round one. Yeah. <laughs> center. F Green Bay. F Don Burr. Braggs is him. Hogue. Illy. I love you. <laughs> uh, you didn't know it. <laughs> Rolling on know. the floor. Shut up, Hogue. <laughs> Rolling on the floor with glee. In case you missed it, Bears beat the pants off the pussycats. Uh, Duke. Duke. Let's go. See, he thought he was going to trip me up with all those, but Bragg's read it. He did. The Illy, got the illy threw me still. off. I didn't know Illy. Can, can we... Where do you want to go? Because I, let, let, I'm gonna let well, you I take go to, it somewhere. Yeah, we're gonna. We, I wanna. Let's start the show. The way Meatball we Island is back. You're fucking a right. It is. Okay. You picked the Lions to win today. I'm sorry. You should be sorry. happy. I'm wrong. Hey, I accept your apology. Um, so does Matt Eberflus. I'm not apologizing to you. I'm apologizing to you, fine people. You're apologizing to me, and I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> game ball time. Let's get to our game balls. You know what? I gotta hand it to him. No one wants to hear it, and that's fine. But this was the biggest game of Matt Eberflus's career as a head coach. I said it on pregame. It was, it was just a huge opportunity for him. You had two weeks to prepare. How are you going to come out, correct the wrongs from a few weeks ago, get two divisional wins in a row, get two wins in a row just to begin with? This does not mean that everything's cemented and Matt Eberflus is 100% back, but this is exactly what he needed today. You saw the the celebration of some of his players after the game, like kind of jumping on his back and stuff like that. Good for him. On this day, that was a very impressive win. Matty Reflus gets my game ball. I'm so upset that you went Flus because Flus, I was going to give it to you for 4th and 13. But you know what? I'm going to give it to your partner, Luke Getze. You were up and down today, too. But, I'm, I, hey, someone's got to call the 4th and 13. And the OC. He doesn't know 4th and 1, but 4th and 13. Hey. Fourth and 13, 13 13 game, 38 yard bomb to DJ Moore, wide open. Luke Getze, you get a game ball for that, my, my brother. Congratulations. It was up and down, but that was the play of the year. Go ahead. Well, the fourth and 13, while you're trying to give 
Luke gets his flowers. That goes to Justin Fields. Yeah, he Luke put him out there on the field, but we don't know if they were just trying to draw him off sides or not. And Justin checks at the line of scrimmage, pre-snap, reads something, changes at the line, draws the defense off sides with a hard count, and then fires a laser to DJ Moore on a free play for a touchdown, like you said, on 4th and 13. There were some bests today. The best win of Matt Eberflus's career. The best this defense has looked since 2018. And that was the best play. Not throw or run. He's had better, more dynamic plays in his career, Justin Fields. But that was the best play of his career. Because it showed the evolution and the maturity that he's developing as a quarterback. Pre-snap read. Hard count. Throw it to your best player. On the nuts. Dime ball. Another great one. Absolutely. Justin deserves it. And so we'll wrap up that play with to you, DJ Moore. You. Honorary game ball. Uh, well, no, we're doing, I, we can give as many game balls as we want. It's not honorary. Six catches for 68 yards. Wasn't targeted in the first half, which was ridiculous. They did have the sweet running play where anybody could have walked in, but DJ Moore got to do it. That was a phenomenal design, phenomenal play call. But uh, battled through a ton today. Injured, off the field, back on the field, yep. making tough catches, making touchdown catches, burning burning defensive backs who's, num- who's I couldn't even find who the hell that was. Number 23 on the lines. Don't care. And DJ Moore, you get a game ball too. More, de- more game balls? No. Unless uh, you want me to give a second one to Maddie Rufus. What about Cole Komet? No, about I want to talk about this fourth and thirteen. Let's do it. Uh, what an unbelievable! Like what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> like whoever was like, you're gonna you're gonna flip field position. Like field position seems so important there, and you obviously couldn't kick the field goal. It's like just punt the ball away. You know, your defense is playing well. They'll get a stop. You'll get it back. And it's like, no, they're coming back on the field. And we're all sitting there going, why? What is happening? And then, again, I have no idea what the Lions are doing defensively there. They had nine guys at the line of scrimmage. They still look like a cover two on the back. But for some reason, the safety didn't go with DJ Moore over the top. Credit to Justin Fields. Like you said, he saw it. He threw it. I think there was a pre-snap adjustment there, too. Post-snap read. That, I, the implications of that call, uh, to me, are going to be very, very interesting to follow here in the next four weeks, maybe beyond that. Because if, if we start talking about winning streaks, like you're saying, Braggs, that they can go on some type of big run here. I mean, to me, it starts with that fourth and 13. And if that's the play that we all trace this back to, this turnaround where this regime finally started clicking and they started winning more football games... Man, and it's you, Matt Eberflus. That was a heck of a call, heck of an ec- execution, and I'm just still shocked that it worked because that, that never works for the give Bears. Give me that ball. Carm, you got to give your ball to Phil Snow. Well, I mean, we started off the, 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 the show with Snow, but listen, I, I talked to Matt I don't, I, don't think, I don't think Braggs is listening to that part of the yeah, show. I don't was, listen. Yeah, we already talked about it. Are we going to give him the game ball? It we're was in literally the first five seconds of But the we're show. giving him a game ball. Are we? No, yeah. we're not giving Phil Snow a game ball. That's it's a, like it's like when Flus was giving out those game balls uh, a few weeks ago, and he gave them to like six people, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, Deontay Foreman, who had like the best game." He's <laughs> like, "We got to give you one too." And this is we got to throw one. This in is for not Phil like Snow. that because Phil Snow does not get a game ball. Fine, Cole Komet, you're getting a game ball, even yeah. though I got I got some I got yeah, to talk to you on Tuesday. Screaming at Cole Komet. Uh, <laughs> look. 
the fourth and thirteen, there was not one person I would who who was at the game was sitting in here, was sitting at home that thought that that was a good idea. There's no way that anybody, literally no one thought that was a good idea. And yet, here, I don't know if, if they were just trying to draw him off sides or not. I'll be interested to hear what he says after the game. I don't care. They went for it. It was a great they job. 14 I feel. yards off sides? By the way, they did jump off sides. It, it, I mean, you couldn't. But you're only getting five yards. <laughs> right, I mean, but it might have pushed them closer to field goal range. Like, okay, yeah. But, the, yeah. but the whole point, though, is like, look, I am four and eight. My coaching life is on the line. My quarterback life is on the line. We are in plus territory. That's true. We do have a defense that we that we feel comfortable with. We are going to throw caution to the wind because we can. We're again, we have nothing to lose and they might have just won everything with that. I mean, so it's it was stunning and it was Absolutely a risk we're taking upon further review, and I, the execution couldn't have been any better. So, I mean, wow. Yeah, let me talk a little. Okay, yeah, so the I'm trying to – I'm running through the coaching logic of what was going on here, and let me tell you what I hope was happening. Okay, so, yeah, you're at the 38-yard line. You're probably just outside of your range. So, yes, offsides, probably you're kicking a field goal then if you do get those five yards. So that's a great point. Um, so here's what I'm hoping is what they're, they're thinking – Let's get out there. It's 4th and 13. Let's line up. Let's see what they're showing us, okay? If we don't like the look, yep. we just try to get them off sides. If we don't get them off sides, unfortunately, then you got to burn a timeout. Probably you just take a delayed game, though. You probably just take a delayed right. game and punt it, so you don't even have to burn the timeout. Um, that's all good process. And then if you like the look you're getting – Fuck it, let's run it. Let's 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 try to make the play. Now I can't wait to see the all twenty-two on that play, but I'm still a little shocked they like the look because the safety was there. If he just if he just goes with DJ Moore, that's not open. For some reason he comes down, and again I gotta watch that play a little bit closer. But I didn't see anything underneath that he necessarily needed to drop, drop underneath for. Regard, but, but maybe that's scouting. Maybe that's just what they see in that situation. They know that's what the safeties are going to do. I hope that's all how it played out. And then they knew that that's exactly what was going to happen. And then it was just an easy one-on-one win for DJ Moore. It was a heck of a throw, a heck of a play, a heck of a call. Yep. Unbelievable. But the, the other aspect is they didn't blow it dead. It's offsides. Now they're letting them run the play. Yeah. And, and that was the other part that made it so special, especially to Bears fans, is we've seen that happen to us so many times. And maybe Lions that's part of it. If they jump, just snap the ball, run a play. Right. That's right. a great point. I hope that's part of it, too. That's what I'm saying. And, and this is where – That's Aaron Rodgers-esque. We've seen that a million times. The Lions and Bears have both seen that done to us a million times, but it was us taking advantage of that. But I want to go back to even last season. There were moments last year where the Bears started to do that, and we gave them credit for that. We were like, finally, because that was a naggy – that was one of the most frustrating things under the whole naggy era was like anytime someone jumped off sides, they never got a free right. pick. Don't point at like, the linemen. Run a play. And so even last year when we were frustrated, but nobody was really over. Like, there wasn't really a fire fluce narrative last year because everyone knew they were supposed to be bad. Um, and there were moments like that where they were actually doing that. So I think the more we talk this out right now, uh, I'm I, – I, that was just a really well-executed moment for everyone involved. It's – right. Process was good. Execution yeah. was good. Taking it, uh, the read – by your quarterback who 
had an up and down day, but bottom line showed his showed the toughness that he always shows. Showed showed his ability to catch you on the ground a zillion different times. All the questions are out there, man. Here comes the, here comes the Duke forty nine ninety nine. I'll read it for you. Yes, you please. Save your voice. Thank Ran you. out of the room, Carm. I'm gonna bring you out to Aspen. Oh my oh, God! <laughs> do we get a location here? No, he's been in Aspen lately. Yeah, he's oh. just you know he invited got, the I'm Bulls sure he's got a guys private jet. You know, on the post game show, the Bulls. Yeah, CHU Bulls show. He he invited them out to Aspen as well. So I think he's just out there for vacation. Well, I want to go to Aspen. All right. Anyway, Carm, I'm going to bring you out to Aspen, and we're going to get a couple's massage because you are my spirit animal, and I'm going to leave my family for you. <laughs> oh, seriously, Duke, I'm in. Nick is is going to steal them away. Hashtag wife crush. He'll steal them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you guys can work out a swap here, maybe. Uh, <laughs> go Bears. I'm losing my effing mind. You're doing a great job, Duke. I'm in for the Aspen trip. Just let me know. Um, By the one way, of the great moments I've ever had was an, was a, was a it wasn't a couple's massage, but it was a foot rub with a friend of mine in in China. We just hung out, foot rub late night. It was great. But this is the I'm thing. Down. Like last Wait. year, yeah, with each other. No, we went to a foot rub establishment. <laughs> I just wanted just to clarify hung, that. We hung out. It sounded like you guys just gave each other foot rubs. No, no, no. No, we were just, this is just this like. Is anything wrong with that. And I just like wanted me, more details. Of course, but me All and right, the- nobody gives a shit. So last year, <laughs> last year at this time, I was vehemently rooting for the Bears to lose because I felt strongly that that was what was best for this organization. We had pushback. Different people, including you, were saying like they needed to learn how to win. And I'm not saying that there isn't some truth to that. But it was more important for them to get that top pick. I didn't really necessarily know it was going to be number one. But now that it's turned into DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, a future first-round pick, I feel great about that moment. And I'm seeing people, like, trying to decide if this, like, them winning today is a bad thing because of how this season's going to end. And I just want to try to emphasize to people, I have opinions on how I think things are going to play out. But this stuff is evolving with the coaching staff and the quarterback and nothing's a guarantee. We don't know how Ryan Poles feels. And we have the number one pick locked in. The one thing that was so refreshing today, at least for me, was I didn't even pay attention to what the Panthers were doing. Because that pick seems to be locked in. And they're getting their so who kicked. cares what the Bears pick is? Let them win as many games as they possibly can. There's nothing wrong with it. it you're not risking having a, a – you're going to have the number one pick anyway is my point. So just enjoy this. Don't worry about the repercussions of the moment put your predictions and your opinions to the side and let's just let this play out and see what ryan Poles decides at the end of the year so i don't think anyone's thinking about losing out and in, in, in draft picks maybe a couple of people are but what i think rp people are thinking about is if they get to seven wins and does that mean and they look decent doing it does that mean that 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 flus is staying does that mean that gets staying does that mean that Justin's staying? Yep. Um, and, and I think a lot of Bears fans want that with the quarterback, but don't want that with the coaching staff. So, well, we got no answers on that from today. We we got answers towards it's 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 possible. Uh, that's that's what happened today. Well, I, no, I keep trying to have this conversation with you guys individually, even off the show. We're not getting a concrete answer in any game. Wait till it's all over. You changed your mind three times today they, in the middle of the game on a flu. But that's okay. Fired. I know that drives you nuts. 
But like, what's wrong no, with that? We're my, living my in is, like Cody Del Mendo put out. I've talked myself into we need to lose out and we need to win out three times in this game. That's what we do. We're fanatical. Yeah, but, uh, but look, if, if they had somehow had blown the game today, Hogue, it might have been. It, it would have been a very, I mean, mo- uh, let's, let's put it this way. Bears fandom would have put would have put every nail in the coffin on Flus if, if they had 100%. lost today. But, but I would argue that that, it, that is the... We, we're not getting a concrete answer, but you're getting the needles moving one way or the other. Right. And today it moved the other way. Right. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. It moved the other way. It moved It moved towards them staying. Period. Well, who, what fun is it to just stay in that? Like, the pendulum's swinging. Swing with it. Who gives a shit? It's fun. That's what sports are all about. You, you, you want to be balanced and not be overreactionary? More power to you. Or somebody in the chat, hey, you want, that's how you want to do Fan how you want a fan, but I'm just trying to tell people, like, enjoy it. Like, we've been waiting a few years for the Bears to start winning games. Things are starting to turn the corner. This defense is is looking very exciting. Offense is progressing. Well, that, that, that's the most no exciting. complaints from me. That, that's the most exciting part. I saw somebody in the chat, and they're right. Uh, Montez Sweat, you deserve a game ball today. You were only credited for one sack. Um but that dude is making such an enormous difference that they absolutely should be giving him a game ball. Jervon Dexter got credit for a half a sack. Justin Jones got credit for a sack and a half. None of it happens without Sweat. The man has transformed the defense. Well, and Sweat also had four quarterback hits and exactly. knocked down a pass. Right. I mean, he was a monster. Game too. ball. He right was an here, absolute buddy. monster. No, no, no question. Somebody Phenomenal. in the chat said, Braggs is riding the roller coaster and Hogue's on the Metro. No, I was riding the roller coaster today with the quarterback. <laughs> Trust me. I was losing my mind. I love the Metro. I can't wait to be on it this week. So peaceful. Keep going. While Let's you, go. While you talk into the window. That's right. That's exactly right. And people in the car, sometimes they enjoy the show and sometimes they don't. It's the way it is. All right. I, I, th- I feel like I need to clarify the last five minutes of my life because all I was trying to say is you're not getting a final answer after any of these games. Of I'm course. actually making the point you guys are making, yeah. which is that. This is swinging every single week, and that's all I'm trying to say is that as it swings, you just have to acknowledge the swings as they're happening, and then the final decision comes at the end. Right. That's all I'm trying to say. Everybody's in a rush to get it. Like, even us on the pregame You fired the coaching staff in week four. Correct, and we're picking apart Ryan (laughs) Poles like we were on the pregame show today, trying to, like, decipher and find the code of what he's going to do, and everybody's looking for a definitive answer. And maybe the simple answer is there is no definitive answer yet. Yeah, but I, to the to that part of it, listening to Paul's talk, anytime he's talked, I don't think he has a huge desire to change coaches or even change quarterbacks. I don't think it's something that he wants to do. It might be something that he ultimately decides is the best decision for the franchise, but he, there's no way in, in, in any world that he's sitting up there like, I can't wait for this season to be on so I can get rid of this guy, Matt Eberflus, because I don't like him. It's very clear that he has respect for Flus and he has respect for Justin. What he decides to do, yes, right, wait and see. But I think he'd love to I, I think he'd love it if the Bears ended up 9-8 and eight and, and Fields played great and Flus continued to come up with 4th and 13 moments and somehow, someway, the, the Bears made this super interesting. And by the way, for a slightly long-winded one to, just to pat myself on the back, who said, oh, there goes the voice, who said before the season, they're going to start slow. This is the likelihood. Dan Weeder. Dan Weeder. Dan. Coming at our Twitter account, Dan Weeder. I'm, fu- I'm watching you, Weeder. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I said it was like they would start slow, and then hopefully they'd get hot, and now they're getting hot. And I wish they wouldn't have blown games. They didn't start slow, though. They started dead. <laughs> well, I said, like, I said, look at the way the Lions started. It's, it's like it's happening to the Bears. $5 super chat for Carm. Browns, Cardinals, Falcons, Packers. Can we win out? If we do, you finally bend the Will knee you? to the quarterback Will god, you? Justin Fields. Been hating all year with your hating ass, S- Stephanie M. You better pay attention. Yeah, he Stephanie. wasn't. He wasn't listening at all. It's too bad. Well, I was trying to relay the message you sent. Are a you going to bend ago. the knee if they win out Am to I Justin gonna? Fields and put down your sure. Bajan sword? I was so excited when Bajan took off the thing today. That was awesome. Hey, <laughs> Stephanie, they went out. I'll do everything you just said. I'm in. Let's go. Bend the knee. I'll, I'll do a video. I'll sing a song. Whatever you want. I'm in. Let's go. Hotel Cute. Whiskey's in New Zealand. Whoa, that's crazy. Let's go. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I just think it's cool. I mean, whenever anyone checks in from around the world. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand's it. dope. Uh, so 20 New Zealand dollars, whatever that's worth. We'll do the translation. Uh, Monday morning. Yeah, okay. Monday morning in New Zealand. Watching a Bears win over coffee is the best way to start the week. Let's go. What a great win. Momentum appears to be building. Let's see who polls can fleece for the number one next season. That's what I'm talking about. Um, all right, let's get into that discussion here in a yeah, second. Let's First, talk some quarterback here in a second. Yeah, we, we got to break down that a little bit. Um, but, of course, anytime, like maybe you're like me and you just weren't totally, just in case, mm-hmm. just in case they blew the game at the end, you sprinkled a couple dollars on the Lions money line when it got up to plus 1,100. Um, Circa's got you covered for stuff like that. They have tight money line splits. Low hold model, their games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu. Unlike other sportsbook, they're going to get you a minus 115 or minus 120. What does that mean? That means they're taking more of your money. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings, and they encourage you to download. Look at all the other sports betting apps available. You're going to compare the lines, and you're going to see Circa has the best ones. Circa also has outstanding customer service. They have real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion. Unlike those other books, they use chatbots. We all hate chat chatbots. Um, I, I I have there's one over there. Um, we don't. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's not listening. He's not listening. Chatbots don't listen. That's yeah, the problem with them. Yeah, he he chat he yeah right. Like they they say a lot, but they don't listen back to you. That's the problem with chatbots. Is he talking about me? I don't know. I don't know. Again, <laughs> sounds like something a chatbot would say. Download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. That's right. And while you're at one of those tailgates that Circa's at, you can bring yourself a varsity cooler. Carm, do your job. Do your modeling. Make yourself useful. Need the perfect bag for game day? Varsity coolers will have you set game day and beyond with the best portable cooler and weekender duffel around. This is a it's a it's 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 a Swiss army knife of bags. And it's got some really cool features like the city. The city map on the back. Got the 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 amazing traditional Bears stripes on the sides. You got a little flap that says Chicago. And when you open it up, 
There's this sweet lining that has hot dogs and pizza in there. What better signifies Chicago than a dog and some pizza? Uh, team colors. You know, the landmarks are all over it. Uh, the lining has it. You know, like I said, the lining is, is sweet because it, it it's one of those things that can really, like, hold the ice in there and not leak. It's double lined, you know, so it doubles as a cooler, like I said before. It's a perfect Christmas Hanukkah and holiday gift. And uh, so make sure you get it for the perfect gift for a football fan in your life. Head over to varsitycoolers.us and use the code CHGO at checkout for 10% off your order today. You know how Chicago this bag is? You can reach into it and pull out some Jardinier. Yeah. Mm. That's how mm. Chicago this bag is. Varsity coolers. This, though, Barger's Beef. Jardinera. We oh. had Bar- Barger's Beef came by today. Yes. Uh, our, our our friend Darren Barger over there does such a great job. Um, and uh, my food coma hit in the third yeah, quarter. Yeah, you were sleeping. I think that's why it was a little subdued here as the Bears were trouncing the Lions. I'm, I'm, I've already had two of those sandwiches. They were delicious. I, I went two beefs. I had their pasta salad. Pasta salad was good. Yeah. Pasta salad was good. That was a new thing they were trying. Um, by the way, so if it's summertime, which it's not right now, what you want to do is find Barger's Beef out on Fox Lake. Uh, they're docked at Stormy Monday's bar. They literally are selling the stuff right off a of barge. Um, and then... But since it's not summer, you can also just contact them. They do they'll they'll cater events. They have catering packages going on right now, and they're selling. I'm telling you, this stuff is really good. It's really good. There. Like it's fantastic, and they sell them. Uh, you can get a 12 ounce jar for twelve dollars, or two jars for twenty. Pretty good stocking stuffer, if you ask me. Yep. Like this better be in my stocking, Santa, or we're gonna have a problem. That's what I'm saying. Um, so anyway, check them out. Uh, uh, Facebook page, best way to find them, Barger's Beef, B-A-R-G-E-R, Beef, and uh, go check them out. We appreciate them uh, stopping by today with some outstanding food. All right. Um, quarterback. The quarterback of the Chicago Bears. This was a heck of a ride today. Um, as we show you his stats, 19-33, 223. He did hit the over on the passing. I was shocked. Uh, I had a touchdown. No interceptions, three sacks. Seemed like he was running around forever at times. 12 official carries, 58 yards, one touchdown. Most important stat on there, guys, no interceptions, no fumbles. Did not turn it over. Um, Dude, you got it all today. You got the electricity. You got the playmaking. You got the strike to DJ Moore on 4th and 13 where he's processing everything and he's making the throw. And then you had him holding on to the ball too long. You had him taking sacks. You had him throwing the ball across the field of Mooney like a full second too late. Otherwise, that's a catch. The miss to Cole Komet. This should have been a touchdown later. Like, this was everything. Like, the full Justin Fields experience was today. But they won the game. And they beat a good team relatively convincingly. With a great start, got dicey in the middle, and then they turned it on late, and they took off with, yes, a great defensive performance to go along with it. But that's the question that Ryan Poles has to answer here, guys. Can you win with Justin Fields? And today you learned that even with some of the bad, you sure as hell can win with this quarterback as long as he's not turning the ball over and he's making just enough 
amount of plays to beat the best team in your division. That's why I think today was such an important day. Huge evaluation day for Matt Eberflus. Box checked. And in terms of Justin Fields stick around in the future, I think this game carries some weight. Was it frustrating at times? Absolutely. Was it exciting? Plenty of other times? Absolutely. But if you're trying to figure out what you should do with what appears to be the likely number one pick, do you want to run it back with this quarterback who may be down the stretch here? And it's not just about today. It's about these other games coming up too. But if he shows that they can keep winning, playing this way, do you want to run that back? Or do you want to start over with a rookie quarterback where you know there's going to be a lot of headaches no matter who you're drafting? You can be the greatest quarterback of all time, and there's still going to be headaches as a rookie. And how does that fit your timeline of winning? That's going to be incredibly interesting to watch unfold here these next four weeks. But for today, I think this was a good day for Justin Fields in terms of sticking around in the future as many times as I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like, it's so, well, it it's still tough to watch. It, yeah. it, you know, it didn't hurt. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, the question is how much it helped. Here's what Dan Campbell had to say about Justin Fields leading up to the game, which I thought was an interesting quote from him earlier in the week. I'll tell you what, quote, he's done a really good job of from last year to this year. If it's a pass and he starts to move, he's still moving with eyes down the field much more than I felt like he had previously. And that's extremely dangerous because even in Minnesota – he had two or three receivers wide open after he had a kind of run, found a way through, broke contain, and all of a sudden he gets an explosive pass off of it. So that's an opposing coach looking at the Bears quarterback and seeing the Bears quarterback getting better. I still think you watch today's game as I wear my QB slide t-shirt here, and you see him putting himself in harm's way. You see him airmailing balls over the head of DJ Moore. You see him missing Darnell Mooney. You see him late on passes. Uh, but you also see him making the same explosive plays that he's always made, which has, by the way, been my point all along. We don't need these last four games. You know exactly who he is. And he, he is going to, in my opinion, logically, he is going to continue to get better and better at seeing the field and things will get tighter and tighter and he'll make more throws like he made to DJ. But like it depends, again, if you have the number one overall pick, how good do you think that Caleb Williams or Drake May is? If you think they're generational talents, I don't think he did anything today where you're like, I got to stick with Justin. But if you don't think that, you're uncertain, well then, you have your guy here. You know what he can do. He's shown it to you time and time again, and hopefully he continues to improve as the roster gets better. I think, I think, he, I think he, he absolutely once again showed this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah, I think, like Hoag said, I don't have a lozenge. I think, um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, what Hoag said, like, can you win with Justin Fields? Yes, he's proven that. He has proven that. Can you win because of Justin Fields? He's shown that from time to time. Can you win because of Justin Fields every time? Like, that is something he could still show here these last four weeks because today was complimentary football, like Matt Eberflus always talks about. The biggest thing you just brought up, Carm, though, is is it sustainable the way he plays? And I almost, like I said, after a win like today and just trying to be excited about the rest of this season for once, 
it, it honestly kind of just pisses me off to even talk about the offseason as much as we talk about it. It's just like, let's just enjoy today's win, but it's the elephant in the room that is impossible to ignore. So if we're going to go down this road, to me it's about is it sustainable because the amount of hits, he's a tough SOB, but it's just always a ticking time bomb, the amount of hits he takes. And, of course, we talk about the fields guy. The first freaking play of the game, he gets hit late, out of bounds, and it's not called. It wasn't out of bounds. Or not out of bounds. It was hit at, he, he was hit late after the whistle or after the play was dead. And it, we see this time and again with Justin Fields, not to mention all the other hits he takes or sacks he takes that are on him where he holds the ball too long. And that's where I have this hesitation. Like, okay, we understand, like you said, his playmaking ability and what he can do and what he's capable of and they can win with him. But the way he plays, is it sustainable? I want it to be, but I don't know if the answer is yes. Well, um, first of all, if I'm getting ready to play the Chicago Bears, I've already seen it on film and understand that the refs are never going to call that uh, hit when he's sliding. So I'm telling my guys, yeah, hit him. Go ahead and go ahead and land on him when he's sliding because any quarterback hits you can get in there, the, the better, and they're not calling it. So at that point, this is on the scouting report. Uh, great job, NFL officiating, for allowing that to be the case. Uh, meanwhile, it was interesting, too, just to where you're going. The first play of the game, you could make a call there, NFL officiating, and yeah. set a precedent for the game. Nah, nah, no, we're not going to do that. Nope. Not doing not that. Not going to do that. It's okay. And then I actually thought, and this isn't so much a, as much of a criticism as it's just really an observation, and I, I, I think it's the way the Lions play football. It's the way that Dan Campbell said they're going to play. They're going to bite kneecaps and, you know, f- ride that line between yep. d- dirty and clean and there were a couple hits in this game that I was like Ugh. I mean good for you playing that way I guess but that's that's a certainly a way to you know I as soon as Justin Fields turns into a runner he loses that protection of guys driving him into the ground and putting their weight there were two hits in this game that I thought they were clearly coached to do that this week because it was multiple times. One was Kaminsky uh, coming in, landing on him. I forget who was involved in the second one. But you could tell the way they're taking him down and landing on top of him on purpose when he becomes a runner, when that becomes legal to do. I also thought the – go back and watch Campbell's tackle on DJ Moore when DJ Moore got banged up on the sideline. That was a borderline gator role to me. And if you guys don't know what that means, it's when you kind of have a player by his ankle and you – roll your own body right while holding them and it's a pretty dirty play that usually happens sometimes in the trenches i don't think that went to the realm of completely obvious where i want to go as far as to say it was dirty it just looked to me like campbell took an extra roll there that he didn't need to do and when he did that dj moore rolled with him because he's got his ankle in his grasp and otherwise i'm looking at that play one and how he even got hurt um so it had to be that. Again, not necessarily a full criticism or criticism at all, just an observation. And I'm also not surprised because that's the way the head coach said they were going to play. So if that's their identity, good for you. But it, this was a physical football game. And the Justin Fields at halftime was getting looked at by the trainers. DJ Moore was banged up in this game. Jaquan Brisker was banged up. I saw Braxton Jones at one point. Khalil banged Herbert up. took well, a huge shot. Talk, I mean, do, to this point about taking the hits – 
the the worst sequence of the day for Fields was the three straight plays where they got negative eight yards and three hits and and three hits. And the first one, it looked like it hurt his shoulder the way he was landed yep. on. Then that was, holding. I think, the one I'm talking about where he got driven into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's that sequence of plays there for those of that that don't believe in fields like that f- that was their fodder because that wasn't a good sequence of plays. Well, I think those last two hits were on him too. Right. Like he was holding on to the ball, and that third one, I believe, if it was the same drive I'm thinking of, he ran into the pressure. There was nobody there in the middle. Just stay in the pocket, dude. Right. And, and that's what I mean going back to all the praise I gave him earlier and all the criticism. I mean, this was the full Justin Fields experience today. Like, if, if it's something we've debated about or talked about with Fields, it was in this game. He, uh, he, he looks like he's going to get sacked for a safety. And you've got some really good football players, Aiden Hutchinson, around him. And the incredible athlete that Fields is, he's able to use his speed and his strength and his quickness to make a quick move and get out of there. And then all of a sudden he's picking up 30 yards and sliding and doing everything you want him to do as far as getting down. Yep. I mean, that that is... He's, that's he's what, one of the few, if not the only guy in the league that can do that with the combination of strength and speed that he has. It's also showed some confidence from the coaching staff right there. Instead of just running the ball and punting and trying to get out of there, let's let him drop back and see if he can make a play. And he, and well, that's why unconventional, but he did well, you know, like they, too many times in early this year and, and last year at times to start the year, that would drive me crazy. Give your best playmaker a chance to make a play. The worst play call of the day by Luke Getzey was on third and one or third and two. I think they tried to do a tush push. And then no, fourth, they just ran up the middle. Yeah, like ran up the middle. Draw. Yeah, thank you. And then fourth and one, they pitch it left and take the ball out of your best playmaker's hand. And to your point, fourth and 13, and get, fourth and whatever, in, or third and whatever in, in, in your end zone. If you don't let Justin Fields drop back, you're taking out the equation of that moment happening where all of a sudden everything opens up and you have one of the fastest, strongest playmakers to, to play at the quarterback position. So here's my problem with the fourth and one pitch to DJ Moore. All right. You... You have this great play on the first drive, and the Bears did a lot of good things on the first drive, as they usually do. It's a good, well-scripted first drive, good execution. We've seen it over and over again with this team. Uh, they did one subtle thing Justin Fields did on that drive that I loved was there was at least one zone read keeper on that where he didn't even read the guy. He just Whether he was told to do it or he just did it on his own, he said, I'm keeping this ball and going to the edge myself. He just pulled it that fast and went and got first out. And then they run this great design play that who knows if they've had it since training camp. I don't remember seeing it in training camp, but maybe they put it in during the bye week, whatever it is. They put DJ Moore in the backfield, which is great. Immediately you're, oh, what's going on here? DJ Moore's in the backfield. Where's Justin Fields? Oh, DJ, oh, he's over there. And then you put Justin Fields in motion. Everybody's worried about Justin Fields. And he just fakes a handoff, takes it with the blockers that came out to the left. Uh, was it Braxton Jones? I think someone got out there all the way to the edge, made a great block to seal the, to the sideline and get DJ Moore in the end zone. Everything about that was great. Then you get to fourth and one, and you put DJ Moore in the backfield. After what they saw earlier, that's going to alert. Oh, DJ Moore is in the backfield. So why would you give him the ball again? 
If anything, he should be back there as a decoy. <laughs> just be like, oh, we got to worry about him. We got to worry about him. And then you go up the middle with Fields again for one yard. Just right. have your big quarterback run for it. Instead, they pitch it to him when they're all going, look, number two's back there. And they're all worried about number two. They pitch it to him. That's you, what I don't like about that. Like, that's the – you have the initial good play. Then what's your counter off of that? And just to pitch it to him is like, well, no shit. That's the obvious thing. I I, I, I didn't like that. It, it only lost seven yards. But, look, uh, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was bad. Especially but. when it's fourth and inches. I hate when you go away from the line of scrimmage on fourth and inches. Go forward. That but was, I like the idea of having something back there that's different to get their eyes on A couple on guys flowing that way. And then yeah. you just go right ahead with your big-ass quarterback to get the inches. That's what, what, that would have made sense. Look, it, yeah. I, I just vowed that we weren't going to pick apart uh, one, one, one play and be like, see, the OC doesn't know what he's doing. Why the hell did he do that? I mean, because I think, but I do think when you look at Getsy's role in today, it, it's still this, this this wild roller coaster of what's going on. But I but on, on the whole, I thought that, it, you know, it, what he was trying to do, what they did do, Made a lot, generally made sense. Well, the DJ Moore generally. touchdown was fantastic. Right. Well, it, here's a uh, weird be beards. Um, 10 Canadian dollars. Uh, nobody, no one's talking about how Getsy let Justin dictate the second exactly. half. Playing to win. So that's why I wanted to actually, I'm, I'm they, glad you're bringing that because. They spread the ball around on, that one, on one drive. It was, it was beautiful. Let's get, what did you call it? Said it was uh, reminded me of some quarterback who played earlier in the year. He said, <sighs> he said it was Bajan esque. It, it was, <laughs> I hate you. It was a beautiful drive. Everybody was catching the ball. I was obviously it was mostly tongue it in cheek, but it, was, but it was really cool to see. Well, if we all go back though and watch our halftime video that we did, that's on the CHGO Bears Twitter account, we were dead. We we were frustrated. I was frustrated. I'll, I'll just speak for myself. I was frustrated because once again, like. You saw the great script to start the game, the great first drive, everything they've been doing for, for really the last two years, and then the extreme lack of adjustments and the failure to build on earlier plays. And to have zero targets for DJ Moore at halftime is a fireable expense, uh, offense. Like, how does that happen? So... Let me flip that around. Not catches, targets. Targets. Like, oh, yeah, you gave him two runs, though. Great. But you didn't throw the ball to your best player for an entire half of football. That's a real NFL offense that did that. So I was frustrated at halftime. So now the game's over. Give the credit where it should go. Mm -hmm. Luke Getze made halftime adjustments today. DJ Moore was a focal point in the second half, despite the fact he was banged up and he was hurt. And they kept giving him the ball. They kept targeting him. What a concept. Good things happen when you try to get the ball to your best players. And that was, it sounds so simple, but they did it. And to that comments right there, too, from Weird Beards, like they let Justin Fields dictate the second half. They put the ball, they trusted him in a huge fourth and 13 moment. Players made the big plays at the right times. There were actual halftime adjustments. They finished the game. So... Thank God, because I was frustrated at halftime. <laughs> I, I even like the second and goal play to DJ where it didn't work out, and he almost landed awkwardly and hurt his ankle again. But he Justin put it up to him, jump ball in the end zone. Third down, they 
DJ's double teamed. Cole's in the left corner. I forget it was in the right corner. Justin ends up firing the ball out of the end zone. And I'm like, give me one more jump ball. I would like throw it up to Cole and see if he can make a play. But there, but that to me was actual progress. Where's my best player? He's in the end zone. He's one on one. Let's put it up to him. Let's see what happens. Okay, it didn't work out. But but it was it was to me it was the, exactly the the type of chances that uh, Fields should be willing to take. Brags. A couple more Getsy supers if you want. Yeah, to here we go. Now. Uh, Professor Fumbledore, ten dollars. Uh, if Getsy can start beating opponents. God damn it. Yeah. Even he can stay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Floos D is legit. Floos just needs to rein in Getsy's naggy like faults, like having Mooney block because, quote, no one expect, expects it. They do not care. I think Mooney's a good blocker. He is for his size. And you didn't have Equinemius St. Brown today to do some of that. So, today. Seriously, yeah. how do they win without EQ today? Again, I, I don't know how they, they did that because of their effort. You got to respect it. Yeah. All right. What we, else? We get EQ back. We're going to win by 40. <laughs> That's what they're missing the, to have the full blowout. If you missed the pregame show, Braggs was having a meltdown that they didn't have EQ. And I somehow had the hypothesis that perhaps they'd survive without EQ one game. <laughs> I don't know how they. I like EQ. I'm an EQ guy, but let's not. Make EQ out to be that he's Justin Jefferson team. Uh, keep EQ going. Gray Schneider. Nineteen ninety nine. Is it Justin Fields or Luke Getzey calling plays? Justin Fields runs what's given. Need creativity, patience. With Justin Fields needs to grow. One year he had nothing to do. They were tanking. No. For line. the love of God, I I, I, know, I actually this is what I was trying to like edit this and yeah. then it didn't actually work so. Okay. Basically, they're saying really appreciate the super yeah. chat. Thank you, Grace. Yeah, I'll. <laughs> My niece's name is Grace. She's a great soccer player, Lane Tech. Watch for her when she makes makes it to the next level. Damn it! Keep going. I hope so. Um, I lost my train of thought because periods are good. Your train of thought is that Grace is amazing. Our next super chat comes from no. Okay. Oh, so, I know what I was gonna say. I, I got a couple things I got to get out. But, yeah, go ahead. Okay, go. Well, uh, Jaquan Brisker had 17 tackles today. Yeah. Holy shit. 17. And I really and freaked out on the three he missed. I think 14 were solo. And I don't know what this is, and he does it a lot of times when he's not even in the play. <laughs> and he almost got hurt today, too, and he was down. Uh, but, hey. Come on, nine. Hogue. You gotta do it, Hogue. Let's give let, yeah, Hogue. Be a team G- player, Hogue. Give, give, oh, sorry. There we go, Brisker. We got you. <laughs> Good work. That's a that's a that's a hell of a performance today. Seventeen damn ass tackles. And one thing about Jaquan, as I was I, looking up his tackles. Yeah, one thing about Jaquan. That Thirteen solo, four assists. Gotcha. One thing about Would Jaquan. Have been Seventeen, but those three at the end that he missed, where I all had a brain aneurysm about it one thing about jaquan yes sir (laughs) that guy is never going to not believe in himself or his teammates and the bears ability to turn it around to get a win he's been a just a lightning rod of positivity since he's been here so uh fingers crossed always that that guy will be able to stay on the field by the way some news about the bears next opponent okay uh Brown's head coach, 
They do play the Browns next week, right? They do. That's okay. right. On the road. <laughs> their last One road game at a time, baby. I haven't moved the next it's, week. It's their last road game till, their, till the final game of the season at Green Bay. Kevin Stefanski has named Joe Flacco as Cleveland's starting quarterback for the rest of this season. Elite. Bring it on, Stefanski. So Joe Flacco. They How got the a big Browns win today. today. They got a big win over the Jaguars, who did have Trevor Lawrence. He played the whole game, Trevor? Um, I don't know. I was covering the Bears game. That's huh. true. You do such a great job at they it. They put up Thank 31 you. points, Greg. <laughs> they beat the Jaguars at home. The Bears are going to be an underdog in Cleveland next week. That's going to be a tough game. And Joe Flacco today, for the record, was 26 of 45 for 311 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. He was sacked one time. That's going to change, Browns. We're coming for you. Um, going to be a tough game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Trevor Lawrence threw the ball 50 times today. Three touchdowns, three interceptions. Well, and as you mentioned. It's a good defense, man. As you mentioned during the week, too, there's a little bit of, it's a little poetic, though, too, that Fields is returning to the place where he made his first start of his career where things couldn't have gone worse. And now you're reaching a moment where he can win three games in a row for the first time in his career. He can inch that much closer to being in the hunt in the playoff race, as silly as that sounds. You know, there's some things on the line and you're returning to a place where you couldn't have gotten your ass kicked more than in his first game of his career with Matt Nagy. Listen, the in the hunt thing is a little crazy, but you got both the six and seven seed in the NFC, the Vikings and the Packers. They both have six losses. They're in the hunt. And the Rams lost today. To uh, the Ravens. Bunch of six and seven teams. Yep. Bunch of seven lost teams. I mean, it's a 2% chance, but they are in the hunt. I'll take 2% right now. Um, it might be even milk? six. It might be even 6%. Uh, I am very excited to hear from Matt Eberflus. Like I actually said that out loud. Um, I, I really want to know what his reasoning was for going for it on 4th and 13. We have Flusy Flus. And uh, I am being told that we have the head coach of the Chicago Bears talking to the media, including people, great-looking people like Nicholas Moriano inside Soldier Field and Herb Howard. Uh, here he is, the head coach, Matt Eberflus. Uh, guys, certainly excited about the victory in there. Um, a lot of celebrating in there. It was good. And, uh, you know, obviously started out the game strong. I like how we started out on offense, you know, driving the ball down the field. Um, you know, a pretty good solid start there in the first quarter. You know, and then we went for it on the, on the fourth and one. That's kind of where momentum shifted a little bit. Um, and that was a good go. I mean, it was at the, you know, we're outside our kick line there. And it was certainly, you know, a play we liked. And, and they had an alignment where they, you know, did a good job of executing against us. You know, and that's kind of where momentum shifted. You know, they went down and scored on us and uh, went back and forth in there from the first half. And, uh, you know, so it really re- uh, just gathered the guys at halftime and just told them a little bit about, hey, this is where this is where it is right now. You know, it's uh, it's a tie game and, and we just got to do a really good job of executing our fundamentals and basics. And that's what uh, I told them from the bye week. And that was our biggest thing that we wanted to talk about, you know, for improving ourselves. And I talked to you guys, of course, you know, during the week with that, you know, it's by by position, you know, yourself as an individual, you know, and then really working as a unit. And uh, that was the message, you know, and like in the first half, we weren't really uh, good on defense and on third down. Uh, we did not uh, do a good enough job in the run game. You know, it, you know, they popped a couple runs on us. So we had to go back to the basics and the guys came out, you know, in the second half and, and did a really good job of executing the calls. 
and uh, that gave us a chance to win it. You know, it's obviously the big momentum shift, you know, uh, that we talk about was obviously the, th the third and 13 going to fourth and, you know, 13 and us going out there and they jumped off sides and us hitting that shot to DJ. You know, that was the big momentum shifter there. And then the very next play, they end up fumbling the staff and, you know, and TJ ended up, you know, getting the fumble recovery and, you know, and then cashing in. So it was good. You know, it's uh, the big thing with us is that working on sudden change. That was the big part of it. You know, offensively, I thought we did a solid job of that today. Um, defense did a nice job of taking the ball away. We were still plus three, and that's going to be a big part uh, for us. And then finishing in the fourth quarter. You know, that's always a big part of winning in the NFL, and, and we did that today. Uh, but we beat a good opponent today. My hat's off to them. They, they're, they're tough. They play, they play a good style. And uh, our guys th did a good job of coming through in the fourth quarter and, and finishing off the second half. But uh, with that, open up the questions. The free play, um, a lot of you guys were saying they did not expect Detroit to jump, didn't expect to be running a play on that snap. What kind of high-level processing does that ask of Justin to be able to react in the moment and then run a good play at a time when you're not expecting to run a play at all? Yeah, you have a couple options off of that when they jump. You know, one of them is, you know, you go, I'll go. You know, and that's that's what we did. And, you know, DJ's hard to cover. He's hard to cover when you got a guy, you know, over top of him or just one, one guy on him like that. So um, a really good throw, really good catch, and a really good reaction. You know, because when they jump, you got to beat them to the punch, you know, because the defense isn't quite ready uh, when that happens. And what happens is, is a lot of times the D-line stops. You know, when they jump off sides, they stop, they hesitate, so you have a little bit more time. And that's exactly what happened on that play. That, what, in your estimation, sold that to make them jump? What's that? What do, you, what do you sense made them jump? What do you think sold that, that play? That that it's just, it's, it's Justin. You know, it's the hard count. You know, he did a really good job of hard counting, you know, and, uh, you know, just a really good job there. And they got him to jump. You missed his, his use of cadence. And that's what it was. After giving up two touchdowns late in the first half, the defense came out and completely shut them down, like no first downs on five guys. What does it say about that unit's resiliency, would you say? Yeah, you know, it's about those guys hanging hanging together. They do a great job at halftime. I mean, our, our coaches do an unbelievable job of getting the pictures right. Um, you know, they're all drawn up. I mean, it's like looking at a playbook. I mean, they do a great job um, making the adjustments, and we all gather together. Everybody's sitting in there, and we talk about what our plan, what happened, where was the breakdowns, and then what's go, what are we going to do going forward? And uh, what's going to be the calls? And I tell them, you know, how we're going to adjust, what we're going to do differently on third down in situations. And they do a great job with uh, with coming together that way. You guys have the, you're on a win streak now for the first time since you got here. You just beat a team that came back to beat you two weeks ago. Do you have a hope that this could be a springboard? Uh, you know, it's a win, but but you hope it might carry a little more than a win. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's a big deal. You know, it's it's been a long time coming. You know, you beat uh, to win two in a row, and, and it's two division you know opponents, which is big. And uh, the guys are super excited, but we could feel this coming. You know, with, with the improvement was was happening, you know, over time. And I just kept telling them, if you keep doing right, uh, it's going to be right, and good things are going to happen. And two most important things is the ball and the fourth quarter finish. And uh, the guys always stayed together. You know, there was never a point where. You know, the morale was bad or the guys, you know, didn't have that. And I told them that in the room. You know, I said, I appreciate their leadership because they hung together through adversity. And, you know, football is tough. It's hard to win. You know, so it's uh, it's really good by, the, by them. It's hanging together. And it's so important that uh, they keep doing the work patterns right because they've always worked hard, right? They've always, you know, worked on detail and fundamentals. And they just got to continue to do that week to week. And the, the fourth and one where Sam Ward stopped the kid, what was your thought process behind that call? And 
and the execution of the Sanborn's execution of, of it. Yeah, I mean that was uh, that's a call where they're on that on the minus field, and uh, you know we just uh, that was a call we really liked um, in that situation. Um, you know, it's a kind of a slanting line. You know, we actually you know we end up uh, slanting right into it, and uh, you know he made a nice play. Now Jaquan had 17 tackles today. Jaquan, really? yeah, isn't that crazy? What did you think of the way he was playing? Sounds like my college stats for crying out loud. Lucy, his college stats, 17 tackles? He threw in a little. Is that what he said? That's what he said. Okay, good for Floose. Hey, um, you pump out that Floose, Floose. That's awesome. So we got confirmation basically there um, of, of what we were talking about earlier in the show, trying to explain the fourth and 13 and what I sort of hoped it was. And there's the confirmation. They were, they were trying to draw them off sides. And if they draw them off sides, snap the ball, it was all go. Flew said you could do a couple things there. One of them is just have everybody do an all go. So you're right. You get this, you get them off sides. It's free play. Yep. Effort, throw the ball up and then get another penalty downfield and you know, so, yeah, so, and then uh, if they don't jump, you probably just take the delay game, you punt the ball, and that process right there makes a whole lot more sense than just, screw it, let's try to get this 4th and 13 on a low percentage play. That is well thought out, well practiced, well executed. I mean, obviously, it could not be executed any better. Um, as he talked about, it's not easy because you don't know, basically, Justin's doing a hard a hard count there, but you don't know when the ball is going to be snapped or even if it's going to be snapped. Right, because that's what I was going to ask you is if they didn't get him to jump, are they just taking the delay again? I, I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And in in that's what Flus was talking about there a little bit. It's like you don't know – as an offense player, you don't know what's going to happen. And so they jump. you got to be ready to go. Like you got to be ready to beat your guy off the line. And DJ Moore obviously did. Fields put it up. Again, guys, that's a that's that's really high that's IQ. some high level NFL coaching well, and execution, to be honest. Well, and you you let's okay, all true, and you do see that every week, fourth and long, where people are or fourth and short. Also, we rescind your game ball that you gave Luke Getzey because it had nothing to do with that. It was all, all rescinded. Yeah, it was all the head coach. Take it back, Luke. You got to be better. You get nothing, Luke. <laughs> no problem. Listen, you see what it. What a great play design. Uh, well. He get he gets some credit for some things, but okay. No, well, he, we, he gets credit for nothing. Oh, okay, just just to take a deep breath. The uh, I disagree because Getsy came from Green Bay, where they were the masters at exactly that play, where, where Aaron Rodgers would chuck it up. Until I can every conf- time the Bears jumped offside. Tell I can confirm that he's not a sleeper agent. From Green Bay. Oh, you said we're not giving him any credit. Okay. Uh, Give get rid of the football. ADD man. You you can't handle it right now. I can do what I want with this ball. Okay. Listen, he has ADD. What do you have? The point that I'm (laughs) the point point that I'm trying (laughs) to slowly make here is that you see it every week. Fourth and one, fourth and five, where guys are trying to draw people off sides and nobody ever goes for it. And you end up punting the football. The Bears did it with such a freneticness that and sold it so well that they got the Lions to jump and not at, and then after that they actually had an idea a very clear one of what they wanted to do with the football. So, and, and Flus was asked why did it work, and he said, "Well, basically Justin, Justin sold it on the hard count." Right. Uh, shout out to our guy Garode. Uh, he was at the game today. He is from Ireland. 
$50 super chat. He came in for the game. Bears win. I'm not saying it's because I was there. No, it is. But they rarely win when I'm I'm not there. That makes sense. Chief O'Neill's for punt. Nice. I like Chief O'Neill's. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Hopefully Jake Flanagan's with you because Jake Flanagan was also at the game today. And uh, look at this guy. Look at that. Staley. That is just Braggs, so... your boss is on the television screen. That's Put your so phone cute. down. That's so Come cute. join us on the show. And That's get rid so of the cute. football. You can't handle it. Uh, Staley was at my kid's school on uh, Friday. I'm happy for Jake because I know how bad he wanted this win. He was The last game he was at was the Vikings game where Fields got hurt, and it felt like that might be the end of everything. And when we had our Christmas <laughs> party... On um, like the end Friday night. Life. Huh? No, the like, end of. You said that so depressingly. Like, it Well, like it, it is depressing end. and it is that serious. And on Friday, we were having some cigars on the back patio here in our studio for a Christmas party. And we were just talking about all the different scenarios and he was just getting angrier and angrier. And um, so I know how much this means to him. He was getting very angry at me bringing up things that didn't involve right. the Bears. Well, can I out. bring up something that you're going to be very, very happy about? Because there was a graphic that was put up on the on the uh, television screen. Yes, We're going to hear may. from Justin Fields here in a second. I love being but before happy. we do that, the Bears are in the hunt in again. The hunt. That's two Sundays in a row, and this time they actually deserved it because they won. And don't be taking us off this graphic later tonight like you did last week. You keep us right there. <laughs> Wait, can you put that back up? Put that oh, sure, back up. Sure, We're going to sure, break sure. down the again. playoff picture. This is what I've dreamed of. So it's basically the Vikings and the Packers. Who okay. suck. All right. So Rams lost. Rams lost Vikings Rams. are playing right now. It's tied 0-0, about to go to halftime. The Uh-oh. Seahawks. Who are they playing? Remind people. And me. Who? Minnesota. I just said it. The Raiders. Didn't I just say you that? You didn't say I that. I said Las Vegas. We weren't listening. Okay. I don't think you said it. <laughs> okay, maybe I didn't. I apologize. Vikings, Raiders, tied at zero with 12 seconds left in the second quarter. Thank you. Okay. The Seahawks are playing the 49ers closer than I thought they would. Uh, they don't have Geno Smith playing today. It's 14 to 10 49ers wow. in the second quarter. Um, and Loss. Rams already lost. Who else do we need here? We need the Falcons. Oh, the Falcons lost. Okay. And we play the Falcons here in a couple weeks. I guess I should have known that just based on the records. I got you. I'm following here. I'm catching up. All right. Dude, it's not that. It's kind of insane. It's not insane to think that there's a possibility that week 18 is on the table or something that matters. They're two games back in the loss column. They play Green Bay again. Play the Falcons. Next yep. week's a tougher game than people are realizing. Next week's a very tough game. I mean, the Browns are playing well as a defense. I'm glad they got their win out of the way this week. Okay. That's the spin I mean, zone. I mean, they're, de- they're definitely not outstanding. Here, let's play Justin Fields. I'll try to find the early line for next week already. It's probably out there. Um, I can do that. Well, I'm, yeah, I, but we can hear from, from Justin Fields and um, find out what. The quarterback had to say after this one, uh, we got Matt Eberflus' side of things, Justin Fields, who obviously had a big role in that fourth and th- 13 as well. Here's the quarterback. Yep. Justin, on the uh, fourth and 13 free play, just walk us through kind of one, what you're doing with Cadence to try and draw them, and then what you do see much come off, just kind of how wide your eyes got. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, basically, we just lined up in a formation, and, um, you know, we try to get, just get them to jump off sides. So, 
just went on one, then did a you know a dummy protection adjustment uh, to make it feel like a real play, and of course the second one, you know, we got somebody to jump, and then I mean at that point you want to you want to convert because I think it was fourth and what twelve you said, so that's only a five yard penalty, so. Um, did a great job of front protecting. Um, I think Tev did a great job selling it and stuff like that. DJ ran off the ball hard, and then we practiced that, you know, each and every week. So um, it was it was great execution by every by everyone. What's the key to selling that without being over dramatic and overselling it to where they don't believe it? Just treat it like the same play, like just just treat it like a normal play. And um, you know, most teams are you know knowing that's going to come, so um, you know, just just treating it like a normal play. What's the challenge to take advantage of it? I understand how you guys got it, but to be ready to run a real play at a time when you're not expecting there to be one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a challenge because we, we, we practice it, you know, multiple times a week. So, uh, you know, we're used to it. Happen might happen like three times this past week during practice. So not you know, during practice and walkthrough. So, uh, like I said, we, we practice it. It happens every week, and uh, the guys are ready for it, and we, we, we executed it. So it ended up being a big play. What's the key to when you guys don't pick up the third and the fourth down and more of kind of shift to get back in the game? What's the key for y'all to kind of stay resilient and continue to regain control of that game where maybe in the past kind of, kind of lost in other teams of control? I mean, yeah, there's we, we know as a team that they're going to be ups and downs during the game, and, you know, we try to stay even-killed um, throughout the whole time. So I think the guys did that. Um, you know, I think personally we did leave a lot on the field. Um, I think we could have been better in some areas, but um, you know, at the end of the day, we got the dub, and that's all that matters. And like I said before, um, the team did a great job uh, being down at halftime, coming out after halftime in the third and fourth quarter, of, you know, finish of the game, and um, just just playing for each other. So, yeah. What's your, what's your point of view on the on the DJ fake end around? Uh, yeah, what's the DJ run for a touchdown in the first quarter? What's your point of view? In terms of, uh, yeah, I mean, what you see? I was tired that play. I'm so glad Luke called that play, but um. I mean, yeah, my job is just to, uh, you know, fake the end around and, you know, maybe they think we got a trick play or something coming up, but, you know, great blocking. Um, I think DJ just walked in pretty much untouched, so great play calling, uh, great blocking up front. You ever had the seller run pick before? Is it, is, is not um, yeah, we did it a few times last year. I know we did it against Dallas and then um, maybe another game, but, yeah, we, we, we did it last year a few times. What did you like when, when Luke installed that play? What did you like about the design and, and kind of were you excited when that, when that call came in? I was excited because I was tired. Uh, that's the only reason I was excited. So, you know, I just do my job, fake the uh, little handoff, and, you know, get a little breather. And then he scored, so that made it even better. But, um, I mean, yeah, um, I just treat it like a regular play and um, just do my job. You know, it could be a big play. It could be not. So my biggest thing is just going out on that play and doing your job. And everybody did, did, did their job and uh, turned out successful. So, yeah. Justin, you said you guys left some stuff on the field offensively. Cole said uh, his exact line was that you guys could have put 40 on them yeah today. what do you look at from your own game a good game and say i can do more than this i can do more in these areas so what do i look at in your game yeah yeah i mean just what i mess up on so i know there are a few throws i missed that dagger to dj uh, i'm still sick about that one um late in the game but um i mean yeah there were multiple plays during the game where we could have executed better um i think third and short the one to moon could have executed that better um that was a great play call Got exactly what we thought we were gonna get, and um, I mean, yeah, but just the, just the third downs, um, and just the you know, throws downfield. Of course, there were a couple back that I wanted back, but um, you know, end end all, we we won the game, and um, you know, still still room to get better. So you know, that's just you know, hope for the future. But. What were the conversations like? Uh, in- all right, there he is, Justin Fields. Uh, I like that he said he was, he uh, was most. Ex- Excited about the DJ Moore touchdown call because he was tired. He was tired. He didn't want to 
Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a call for TJ. I like it. Um, Yeah, I mean, a little bit more detail on that 4th and 13 we were talking about. So um, now that we know exactly what it was and what we were hoping it, it, it it basically was exactly what we hoped, but he threw in there that they had a dummy protection call in there. So he gets to the line. He basically, you know, tries to make it look like they're running a real play um, by just calling a protection shift. And then they go on the hard count. The Lions are dumb enough to jump. He called the Lions dummies. It's and great. No, he didn't. <laughs> I called the Lions <laughs> I called them It's a dummy protection for you dummies. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe that's true. Yeah. Uh, Lions jump. All go. Justin Fields throws it in the Hall of Fame. Straight there. Right to, t- right to Ken. Get him the blazer. Enough of what Braggs has been saying about Fields. Hey, I'm just happy to see Don Burr in the chat. He was ducking his taco early in this show, and he finally showed up, showed his ducking face. Ducking his taco? Is that yeah, a thing? That's the slang we use. You understand Ooh, every no. time you pound the football that people hear it. And Don't tuck. Give me yeah. that football right now. Thank you. Second, who's we? What do you mean we? Name a second person who says that. Everybody says it. Everybody in my spaces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't duck your taco. Don Burr, welcome. You got your ass whooped. How does it feel? <laughs> a way to show up, Don. You're yeah. a man. You're not playing around, Don. I, I just, respect Justin it. Justin overthrew so much, I literally couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, he overthrew his way to a win. We're yep. going to overthrow the division. Ooh. Taking the North and never giving it back. Two in a row. We are. The Bears are so good that they are both taking the North and tanking the North at the exact same time. And everybody is going to have to deal with it. When the Bears end the season on a six-game winning streak, one playoff victory, and the f- number one overall pick. Hey. I want to see who the Lions are playing. (laughs) Tank watch. Tank watch. Still up there. It's up to date. With a two-game lead now because Carolina officially lost it. They got killed today. By a bad Saints team. By a bad Saints team who beat the Bears. Well, and (laughs) this was one thing that Gary did send to me that stood out with this whole tank watch with Carolina. They they only need to lose two more times for – the number one pick to be locked in. So we could have a Christmas Day gift that comes up. And, you know, it seems like that the Panthers offensive coordinator's family is tweeting about how they are going to be – he is going to be fired at the end of the year, but they need somebody to call the plays. Like, you know, you never know exactly where the family members are coming from and where they know these things. But it just shows you how toxic that organization is over there in – it's all but locked in that they have the number one pick. So now you're basically just looking at where the Bears are going to fall, kind of keeping an eye on strength of schedule, how it moves. You know, the Texans losing today helps strength the schedule with New England, moving up a notch, which ups the ante because that, that locks in the fact that Carolina would have to win three games here the rest of the year with only four to go. Team that only has one win on the season. I mean, the, it was 90% chance they'd have a chance to have the number one pick, the Bears, and I bet you that's moved up to 93 95% at this point. I just like that suddenly we find ourselves, Greg Braggs Jr. is uh, this, our Steve Kornacki. Yeah. You, you notice how, and my mom used to say this growing up, 
I don't know how to do math at all. I was terrible in math class. But I understand you were great sports at English, math. If it means something <laughs> to my sports team, then all of a sudden I become the rain man and I can just like understand all these numbers that I can never apply in the classroom. You can understand one in 12? <laughs> no, it's about strength of schedule numbers. <laughs> he, look, he understands. I just broke all that down. You didn't know any of that. Because you're stupid. And he wasn't listening, so he still doesn't know. <laughs> Rags, I'd be way more impressed if you could actually do the strength of schedule numbers and not just read them off a tankathon. Jeez. Uh, oh, <laughs> Don't I do enough around here? <laughs> I'm just looking at the Lions schedule for the record, and I'm sure Don Burr knows it by heart, but I didn't. They've got Denver at home next week. Loss. Then they go to Minnesota. Wouldn't mind if you won that game, to be honest. Then they get the Cowboys on the road. Loss. And then they've got the Vikings at home to close it out. So the Bears are going to be very interested in what Detroit does the rest of the way, for the record. But if they do lose out, we can catch them. Catch the, so you're saying there's Catch a the chance. Lions? Well... Why well, not? That, that seems a little extreme. Well, you said take the Northern. You never give it back. You got they have, The Lions are going to have to lose out for that to happen. They do have nine okay, wins. That was, I did not, first of all, he said that, and I was not being literal in whatever but they, my but response they, but was. But the point is that they I play, was trying to do a transition for the stank, tank standings. They, they play Minnesota twice. Yeah, well, that's uh, – yeah, so what would honestly be better probably is the Lions yeah, beat the Vikings. Exactly. Times. Of course, exactly. the Vikings – it would be nice if the Raiders beat the Vikings here too um, in the next hour and a half. That's right. That would be nice as well. All right, are we going to do a take two here on Grace Schneider? Yeah, take two. Take two, 1999. <laughs> now, I did still have to add periods and uh, other uh, yeah. punctuation we're, we're, marks. We're, we're running this back? <laughs> she, we're, we're well, she crazy. paid another, another $20. $20 bucks, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, to try again. Yeah. You broke holding the brain last Greg. time. So. We appreciate the support. Uh, J- JF running. Luke Getsy's plays. <laughs> see, the first time I had it. <laughs> Fields is running Getsy's calls, so we need patience with Fields as he's growing before our eyes. Getsy needs more creativity, so draft Marvin Harrison Jr., a center, a defensive end, and a safety. We need to remember, the first year Justin Fields had nothing. The second year, we were tanking. Thank you, Grace. That part Thank of, you. Yes. It's, I bet Lawrence is good at reading bedtime stories to his kids. I am, actually. You've got that good narrator. I'm reading a tough one right book now. reading it's very voice. depressing. Tough, tough bedtime story? It's, about a, it's, a, it's a chapter book about a dog that it's not. It's making me very sad. Okay, let's not do that. <laughs> uh, you're reading your child a sad dog book? Well, they got to learn she about chose life it. somehow. Yeah. Hang on. We got lots of time in the week to go over to Lawrence's bedtime stories. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> bear, bears just be the bears, <laughs> bears, bears be the lions. They've won two in a row. I want to stay on focus here. Uh, and well, we're going to talk to – Well, no, it's the first. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk to Nicholas Moriano in 11 minutes, but somebody that we have. Oh, not, we are 11. I believe it's in 11 minutes. Yes. If I can do the math correctly. Okay. Well, take your time. CHO supported by Goose Island <laughs> Beer you. Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. They got Oktoberfest. They got beer hug family, the entire bear, bear, bear hug and beer hug family. Three, one, two wheat ale. Full Pocket Pills, Blackhawks Pale Ale. They got it all for you. Grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clyburn Avenue in Lincoln Park. We're from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's, Chicago's beer. beer.
Like that. Look at that synergy. That's good. I like that. It's you know what else is now. good? Yeah. Foco. Hit up Foco. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Um, you're not going to be able to get a Shohei Otani Cubs bobblehead, unfortunately. So I'll just cry myself to sleep about that for the second night in a row. But you can get all sorts of apparel. Baseball, football, basketball, hockey. They got it all. Uh, everything you need for a game. Set decorations that you see here, um, you know, in front of us, behind us. Some of these pieces have been donated from FOCO. They showed us some love, so make sure you go show them some love. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. I enjoyed being called the Cubs fan all yesterday. Oh, my God. That was fun. I was, got a glimpse of that. Um because people just assume, because I didn't think the Cubs should actually spend $700 million on a guy with one elbow. It's the stupidest month of my life listening to these people around here. You, um, not the Cubs show, <laughs> talk no. about Otani. No, the Cubs guys did a great they job. They were fantastic. And if you go become a diehard, you can get all of their exclusive content too, as well, of, yes, as, well as ours. We have a diehard sale going on right now. We almost never do this. Now's your time to sign up. If you sign up at that discounted price of $59.99 right now, you get it for a full year, and you keep that discounted price going forward. You're grandfathered in. You get a free T-shirt. You can have this box sent to you with your membership card, your uh, T-shirt inside, and you get at the, the box right in front of us here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can wrap that up, give it as a gift. It actually makes an outstanding gift. If you got a sports fan in your life that you're like, ah, I got to Get this, they're on the fence of becoming a diehard. Well, that's the gift that you want to give this holiday season. And uh, like join, Crystal. join members like Crystal Simone. Crystal, four ninety nine. keeping this simple. Bear down. I love defense. And, boys, the defense is cooking. Bear down. And Crystal deserves it. See, you know what? Crystal deserves it. I believe it. the Bears are 2-0 and oh since she became a diehard. Yeah. I think that's true. And just, hey, I mean, that's not part of the marketing. I just... There seems to be a coincidence there that if if you become a diehard, the Bears will win more games. Uh, I, I, I don't That's know. It's just a fact. Yep. Or hit the like button. Also, I'm not sure <laughs> if, if, if if George McCaskey's watching, but if, if he is uh, or anybody in the Bears organization, you need to reach out to Crystal and you need to uh, extend an olive branch there of something cool because she is supporting you in ways that, quite frankly – you don't deserve. Uh, so sh- oh. she loves you to the end of the earth. Also, if the show gets to a thousand likes, the Bears will win out. We're at six hundred. Scientifically proven. We can do it. There's twenty five hundred plus watching. We can get to a thousand. We guarantee a win out if we can get to a thousand. You want to do my notes? I would like you to do your notes. Okay, great. I'm going to do my notes. Carms notes. Carms notes. Making <laughs> its triumphant return. Um, they better be funny. They're pretty funny. Well, first of all, the, 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 this, this, my notes start today with Greg Braggs yelling at me at the start of the football game how I don't understand the gates at Soldier Field and how people have trouble <laughs> getting through the gates as if I've never been to a sporting event in my life, yeah. which is just... You don't understand. Okay, I don't understand. Not all of us get to take the golden tunnel and golden elevator to the press box. Some of us <laughs> got to go through tunnel. South Lot and South Gate. And take nine because we were talking about how the stadium wasn't completely filled and then it was filled right before kickoff. And I was explaining to this cushy media guy that it takes a minute for fans to get in. Did you ever go to the old Soldier Field? 
Yes, I did. Okay, okay. Sure. Also, not that I'm complaining. I was at the last game at Soldier Field. In our defense, we do deal with a press box that they forgot to build. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't, don't act like I haven't been to games as a fan. It's just nauseating. Um, How well, many Bears games have you been to as a fan? In the last 20 years. 25? Wow. Liar. I've been to, I think, three. And one was a preseason (laughs) game. You've been to 25. Hogue's been to three. You're a liar. I have have not been to a Bears game since I started doing Bears post-game shows eight years ago. Okay? Because I'm working. You don't act like I don't know how to go through that the gates are are crowded. Are you kidding? I don't know how to go through the gates. Who are you talking to? I'm offended by it. Um, (laughs) I'm not offended, Greg. All right. I wrote down the late hit on Fields. Campbell getting in there. That was was super irritated. Um, Adam Hogue, first run to Deontay Foreman. Told you to play Foreman. Don't doubt me, Hogue. Well, we got asked the super chat, asked who to play, and I said to avoid them all, but if I had to pick one, I'd go Foreman. I think that ended up being true. Because what were Foreman's final numbers today? Not that many, but you can pull them up. Yeah. They they splashed around. Uh, Early Bears sack, Kevin Kadick had a content. It looks like a real defense, and indeed it does. 11 carries, 50 yards. Yeah. Uh, Cole Komet had a catch. And then the next play was blocking Aiden Hutchinson. That was a sweet segment. Everybody was loving it, and except for one person here who was screaming at Cole Komet. Oh, run yeah, it, you were mad at him. Run his ass over, and then also saying somehow weirdly, as you look at his physique, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Don't look at my <laughs> belly while you say that. It, it just, it's, you say, Komet is just like me. Komet is an Adonis <laughs> of a man, and you are you. You can't but even get the rest of What I coughing. said was, yeah. me and Cole are similar in that we both think we're faster than we actually are. Like, I'm not saying Cole's not fast. It's just, when he tries to take an angle to get around someone, I'm like, Cole, just go through the the guy. You don't don't try to run around him or away from him. Turn around and knock his ass out because you're way bigger than him and stronger than him. That's and I'll talk to him about it on Tuesday about it. You guys are exactly the same. You're I so agree. exactly the same. When I he's gonna agree because I know Cole thinks just like me. He's gonna agree. Right? No, he's, he's, you guys are identical. Couldn't be more alike. I want to throw up. I right mean, now. he's the best. He did it in the Minnesota game too. Okay. Uh, Cole Komet never goes down. He's had a, He's having an unbelievable season. Last thing I need now is just for him to stop trying to run away from people and just run them the fuck over. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving along, pitch to DJ Moore on fourth and one makes the, makes the cut here. Uh, we've already talked about that. The fourth and three, Goff throws down the field to, uh, Don, uh, to Peoples-Jones. And Hogue is having a meltdown on Tremaine Edmonds. Oh, yeah. Look, first of all, that was a great throw by Goff, and he was barely open. Like, I'm not even sure he was open. It was the definition of throwing him open. But if you're going to pay a linebacker $72 million because he can cover a lot of ground in the middle of the field, like that, he's just got to get more depth there. You can't allow that to happen. Also, I thought from that point on, Edmonds played really well. So I'm not that upset at Edmonds. But that one play was... He's got... He's, this, is, this is exactly why they signed him, to cover that ground. And he got a pick at the end of the game, too. Second time he's had an interception on Jared Goff in the last month. And it was thrown right to him. But yes, uh, Tremaine had some moments there. All right. Let's go to the second half. Bragg starts the second half. He starts... Re- 
You just wanted to tell everybody that about TV volume and how you live at home with the TV volume at a hundred because it helps with your <laughs> ADD and ADHD. I, ADHD. And I'd like to have a shout out to your wife Jenny because I'm just imagining your house with you screaming and the TV screaming and yeah. Addie screaming. If I don't have it all the way up, if you're not screaming directly in my face. There's a very good chance I can't hear you, nor am I listening to you. Also, shout out to Jenny, who spent two straight evenings with Greg this weekend. <laughs> she is married to me, so she's had to spend 20 years. Yeah, but back-to-back -back days on a weekend, is that's a lot. Yep, you know. It's like the opposite of a weekend, really. Whining Still and dining working. her. Having a great time. What an awful life she lives. She whined and dined you. <laughs> <laughs> Whining and dining her is offensive. Well, uh, well it's whining with WH. I was whining. I, this this party was not a wine and dine. This was I was a, whining when I lost in ping pong on Friday night, and then I was whining for the first half of the um, Purdue-Bama game. Okay. Uh, That's true. How, uh, shout out to uh, Jaquan Brisker and his 17 tackles, 13, 13 solo, and also his celebration on the throw to Jamison Williams where he had it, did absolutely nothing, but he just sits there and does the bird thing. <laughs> like uh, the bird thing. So uh, the, the chat explained that this means no fly zone. No fly zone. Uh, I got it. Okay. Okay, no fly zone. Uh, Valus Jones got a, had a catch, and um, uh, Braggs was yelling, Valus bust. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, what is it? Is it Anzalone? Yeah, Anzalone. Alex Anzalone. Yeah. Um, we'll 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 we were just as we were watching and make some plays out there and hitting people. We kind of wondered if there's any questionable <laughs> tweets in the past of a one Anzalone. <laughs> Not to you know. Just to speculate. I think we need to go through his Twitter move, see what we could find. <laughs> then how about the two fans that looked like Anzalone, the Lions fans they, in the stands? Yeah, check, they dress like them. Check their Twitter, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, head of content, Kevin Kadick, Trent Taylor. Is there a bigger zero than, <laughs> than, than Trent Taylor? Hey, he had his two best punt returns <laughs> right of after season. that. He had a great. He, he did, but but so Kevin, I laughed so hard when he said it because to this point in the season, all he's ever done is just catch the punt. That's all he does. That's we, why they signed better him. Better than Bayless. Don't have a muff. Yeah, we great were, season. Yes, we. Yes. And today he actually had a couple good returns to go with it. Good for him. Adam Hogue, mid third quarter. Why is this game so unenjoyable? <laughs> I was struggling a little bit. I was. That was right before the. I also think I said, oh, I'll let you do your notes. Lawrence, See if you caught it. Lawrence Benedetto flipped to Kari the, where Fields was going down, and he flips it up, oh, and, yeah. and, and Kari blasts the game, catches it, and loses two yards. Lawrence Benedetto, it was just like Patrick Mahomes except for everything. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny line. Uh, it was actually very well said, and, like, that's exactly. I mean, yeah. it's so stupid. It's the dumbest thing ever. Like a crazy flip and then catches it for a two-yard loss. And then the last one was at the end of the game, the only thing that somebody was doing in the studio was just screaming at his, as loud as he possibly could. Brisky! Because he wasn't making any tackles. On third and ten, where they gave up the first down to David Montgomery on the check down... Like, cause Adam kept messing with me. Cause I was like, I, I honestly felt like, screw it. I'm going to say this. Cause I don't even care about the jinx. Cause I am very superstitious when I watch games, but I was like, 
with four minutes to go, they're up two scores, 15 points, whatever. I'm like, they're, they are not losing this goddamn game. And Hogue's like, yes, they are, Greg. Yes, they are. <laughs> and it just, like, drives my blood pressure up. And I know in the back of my head he might be right. He's betting the other side of it to just to hedge and get some money if the Bears do blow it. And then they give up that first down on third and ten. And, yeah, I blew a gasket, okay? Brisker <laughs> missed the damn tackle. Had all these tackles, and he misses that tackle. David Montgomery, that's another aspect of it that I can't let him get loose. Then Hogue's going to make fun of me about that, too. You could say I was poking the teddy bear a little bit. Yeah, they know. I walk in every game day angry. That's just, I'm angry. Yeah, but you're I'm excited. You're but then teddy there's bear. this angry side of me, and they're like, we're going to pull this out of him a little more. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, I would also like to give myself a game ball. <laughs> okay. okay. Because um, I usually sit over there. And things were going so bad that I decided to change seats. And I went over there mm-hmm. by you guys, which I apologize. You probably were trying to be away from me. Um, but That's how it started. Beginning of the year, I was like, I'm going over here. You guys are over yeah, there. I know. You guys are bugging me. I can't pay attention. I know. Then I go over there, and now you guys have followed me over here. Well, I moved over there, and I wasn't going to stay Shows over there. how much you guys but wanted from the, to drive me crazy. The point I moved over there to the end of the game, the Bears dominated. So I didn't move the entire time. So game ball me. I'd also like to give myself a game ball. I have won now five straight Chicago Bears bets. Darnell Mooney over 24 and a half today. Thank you very much. I didn't get my defensive touchdown. Roshan Johnson over 23 and a half rushing yards against the Vikings. Winner. Uh, Took... uh, Took the Lions giving three and a half in the ridiculous 31-26 loss. That one cash. Shouldn't have, but it did. Montez Sweat getting a sack against the Lions. Cashed it. Thank you very much. And that is five wins in a row for yours truly. Yeah, yeah, That's pretty good. Nice. No. See, now while these guys, yeah, I can't even have the ball. You, you guys cannot. get the ball. I can't have you the cannot, ball. You cannot. No, the ball's done. I was going to give one more game ball out, but that's Go fine. ahead. Give out the game ball. And it's not to me. You guys gave yourselves game balls. Me, guys. I'm giving a game ball to Ryan Poles because I just continue to love what this guy's doing here. Game ball to Ryan Poles. Still can't have the ball. Ryan Poles. Dude, Montez Sweat, like we talked about earlier. Home. It's a home run trade. Home run trade, and you got him locked up. The DJ Moore trade last year. Oh, by the way, that is now the number one pick in the draft. I mean, that... <laughs> What, what more can you ask for? And you're building through the draft. You're getting players. You're starting to stack the deck, building the foundation. Like we talk about, there's a goddamn brick on this set for a reason. Brick by brick. And it's starting to come together. And at times, so when we were stacking the brick, we're like, don't spill that on Hogue now. Careful, Hogue. At times, you know, it, sometimes a course didn't look pretty. We're like, what? Well, we might have to tear this wall down. Stack another course. Stack another course. Before you know it, we might have ourselves a wall. And it's going to be – it's exciting that we're getting there. I'm starting to really see the vision come together. And as a Bears fan, that's all I want. This team should be competitive this year. They're inching their way towards it. And I'll try my best to let go of the Denver and Detroit game. But to be in the hunt and to have the number one pick – is a home run for any general manager. And they have, I'm not like the, the in the hunt stuff we're talking about right now is somewhat tongue in cheek. They're in it. They're two games back in the loss column. Win a couple more games 
And I'm going, I'll start sculpting this statue right now for Ryan Poles. You get my game. Poles. I mean, if the Vikings lose this game and the Packers lose tomorrow, I'm not sure they're going to lose to the Giants, but I also think that'll be closer than some people think. Uh, they are right there. Look, the bottom line is they should have two more wins. I mean, he put him, he's turned, he's turning the roster around. Yes. Right. I mean, you could say, I, I believe a, a famous bricklayer I know would say that as the GM's been doing this brick by brick, He's been dead nuts. Dead nuts. <laughs> that Montez Sweat trade was dead nuts. Nice The move. DJ Moore trade was dead nuts. Dead nuts. If he flips that now, first of all, that trade already is one of the greatest trades in Bears history if they do end up with the number one pick, which is looking pretty likely. Mm-hmm. And Darnell Wright pans out because you got to hit the draft pick too. But so far he has. Hey, he got his uh, penalty today. He got, his, he got his one penalty per game that he averages. He got that in <laughs> right at the end. Good job by him. Um, but he's been good. Without a doubt. And you flip this one now, and then you add that into whatever the ledger ends up being. Like, let's say he flips it again, gets another big-time player, and drafts well with the wherever they pick with two first-round picks this year. Like, it's pretty – it could be pretty remarkable. Look, so, that's your guy, Ryan Poles. He's doing a great job. Now, remember, the Packers and the Vikings, by the way, are both in the playoffs right now. Uh, the Packers have a very winnable schedule. Giants today, although it is on the road. Let's go. They're, what's his face? The game's tomorrow night. But I yeah. mean tomorrow night, Monday night, excuse me. Tommy DeVito. Let's go Tommy DeVito. Then they got the Bucks at home at Carolina, which could be a nice little clincher for the Bears. Then at Minnesota, then, then the Bears. So, not exactly the toughest not schedule worried. ever. Bears are going to win by 30 in week 18. Let's go. Three teams from the north in the, in the playoffs. Probably not. I think the Vikings are going to fall out. The Packers are going to fall out. It's going to be the Lions and the Bears. I see. Right, Nicholas Moriano? Right, Nick? With your CHO right, Nick? Nick Wright? He's our Nick Wright. He's our Nick Wright at Soldier Field. He's got a CHO hat on. So he's saying he's growing uh, yeah, out his exactly hair. exactly right, though, Adam. They're going to, would you say, win by 30 against the Green Bay Packers Week 18? Hell yeah. Let's go. Lambeau right. Field. It's going to happen. Okay. I agree. I love that Nick sounds good. It looks good. This is so exciting. I can't wait for the segment. Nick, good to see you. Good why don't see we start? Guys. Why don't we start with uh, your conversation with Lucas Patrick on the fourth down play? And he was right in the middle of that. We haven't given any credit to the center and how he handled that moment, helping whatever he did to get the, the uh, Lions to jump. Yeah, so that it took all 11 to really execute that play there, Mark, and just on that fourth down throw to DJ, how Lucas Patrick described it, it was just a master of situational ball and just, again, well executed by everyone. And he said, like, you know, executing on a play like that, it's, it's, not, it's one guy doing their job, but it takes all 11 individuals to do their job to really make something like that happen. But it was something that when you speaking to some of the other players like Cole Komet in the locker room, they didn't expect it because they're just basically around the 50 yard line and, you know, just expecting maybe they'll draw them off sides and that's about it. But when you see a guy like Hutchinson come off, then it's something that they have been practicing. And actually Justin Fields said earlier this week, they had three times in practice where that same exact situation came up. So they knew exactly how to run that play, how to execute it. And Matt Eberflus was kind of saying with that type of play, there are a couple options there, but one of them is just an all go. And that's what you saw DJ Moore do. And that's how you saw 
Justin Fields capitalized it and you know, a really big play for the Bears to, you know, capitalize on that. I think there was a play, was it maybe last year or two years ago, where maybe it was against Green Bay, where Justin Fields ended up throwing an interception off of a hard count that we thought was really well executed. There was no penalty flag thrown, but here against Detroit, everyone did their job and they were able to get a touchdown out of it. Yeah, and I liked, uh, you know, Flus also mentioned that the, the great thing about that, running those free plays, is because the defense usually will, like, hesitate after they jump mm-hmm. off sides and at minimum the guy that jumps off usually you know he takes a step backwards so his momentum's going again you know you're basically taking the rush out of it there in that moment and um you know it's just refreshing right nick because we've seen this so many times in the past where the bears are not the team executing this fourth and 13 you're just not thinking they're going to jump off but they do and just the execution all around it's 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 a lot of good coaching there and it's a lot of good execution no doubt about it. It's like it's something that, you know, we had not seen from the Spares team. Usually they're on the opposite end of, you know, those types of plays. But it, it, there was a point of emphasis coming out of halftime, you guys, where, you know, they knew Iberflus' uh, message was they needed to, to, one, just work on the fundamentals and execute. And I know we hear it all the time, but that really is a difference. And it's a play like that working and obviously going in a complete different direction. But the fundamentals were there. The execution was there from all 11. And he actually, Cole Komet said he did kind of like a poker face, looked over at Darnell Mooney acting like they were going to switch the route beforehand so to make it look a little bit more believable. And what Justin was also saying is that you just got to treat it like a normal play because you can oversell those types of plays, right, where you know they're not going to run a play. And if you just treat it like a normal play and then execute it to each individual's assignment, you end up with a touchdown like that to DJ Moore. Did Komet double down on his run the table that she said earlier this week on Monday? He he did, Mark. He did say that, um, you know, this result honestly doesn't matter if they don't do exactly that, run the table. So he said that they were in playoff mode last week. That's still continuing this week. And obviously it was a good, good victory for the Bears, but it means nothing if they cannot, you know, finish out this season, four games left and, Maybe he gets that nine and eight record that he mentioned earlier this or early last week, but he he thinks that is still the mindset that this Bears team needs to have as they're kind of approaching the last stretch of games. And again, they know twenty one days ago they had a far different result, far different feeling against this team at Ford Field. It needed to start today at Soldier Field with a victory, and they're able to accomplish that today. Yeah, I was saying earlier what I think I was most impressive impressed about was it wasn't necessarily like a dynamic win. It was just a methodical ass whooping, and it felt like the the better team won. I, and it feels crazy to say when you look at where the Lions are at and where the Bears have been this year, but it did feel like yeah, this is what should happen. Um, going back to the secondary, I'm starting to really get impressed with. Like, these guys are starting to really gel. At one point during the game, uh, there was some communication pre-snap as there was motion. Kyler Gordon tapped on his head. Jalen Johnson, Tyree Stevenson, Kyler Gordon all on the same page. They completely shut the play down. I think they caused maybe a sack in the backfield because of it. They're flying around. Jalen Johnson gets a pick. I mean, they're they're really ascending at this point. I, I, I don't know. Like, I just hope that they can keep this unit around because I, I, I think they're a special group. Yeah, they're playing really good football right now. Just I think the communication level between these secondary players and continuity. 
Like that's something that maybe we, we take for granted when uh, when it, it's on the field, but there was a lot of times this season where you just didn't have your starting secondary all out there at the same time. And I think you're seeing the benefits of continuity at all three levels for the defense. And hey, I know we, we kind of joke about this, but ever since Phil Snow, all right, Phil Snow, Got here. Like, so there has been a, a change. Of course, you add in Matty Rufus taking the play calling, but this defense is humming. And, of course, it always helps to get a guy like Montez Sweat. I mean, he literally grabbed Jared Goff by almost uh, not a horse collar, but he got his jersey like, you're not getting away from me. So you add in all these pieces now. And Eberflus actually was asked a question about this. Like, do you have all the pieces now where you don't have to overcompensate? And he basically said yes. So now that he has the pass rush, he has a secondary – uh, with the continuity that they have, he's able to run his defense. And we're seeing the results, the turnovers they're able to create. And look, I can tell you this, Jared Goff hates playing this defense. Just look at the results and look at all the turnovers that have happened. You're starting to see, you know, just a really dominant defense. And guys, Jaquan Brisker, 17 total tackles? Like, that's nuts. So Ibra Flus was kind of talking about that in his press conference today. And he said, isn't that crazy? And he made a joke. It, it sounds like my college stats. It's unbelievable. Um, but he's like, he, I don't think he's ever seen anything like that. And that's why ultimately they, they draft a guy like Jaquan Brisker because he brings that energy. You see it every single time he's out there on the field. He's doing his little arrow celebration. Whether or not he makes the play or not, it, I think that spreads to the rest of his teammates. And that's why you're seeing all three, re- three levels really meshing right now. Somebody called the Toledo SID department. I want to know if Flus ever had double-digit well, tackles. I was going to say, that actually does sound <laughs> unbelievable. Um, it, new, uh, see, hey, wait, he already called out Trustman for his numbers. Let's not get to that, another yeah, coach. I don't need, yeah, I don't need to be in Twitter beef tonight with Eber Flus. One, <laughs> one coach a weekend is good for me. Um, uh, how about a CHO uh, t-shirt idea or holiday sweater idea? Mm-hmm. Let it snow with, like, the snowflake doing the bird thing that no flies. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on in that shirt. <laughs> in it? Okay, brick by brick that has hits principle in it. Don't hate on Eric. Eric's our no, design guy. No, I'm hating guys. on you, not you Eric. slow down over there. Don't be hating on the vision, Eric. Well, maybe we need a no-fly zone it. thing if that's really a thing that's going on. No-fly zone and a Phil Snow shirt. We'll no, have doesn't both. Doesn't everyone do no-fly zone? I feel like that's not very original. Yeah, but how many people do let it snow? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. You guys hate Christmas. <laughs> and I hope Santa gives nope, you cold. just Thanksgiving. My head's in a slightly different space, but I'll just, you know, let that marinate for a little while longer. You don't need a shirt. You need a song. And, <laughs> and, I, oh, no. and, and, and I'm going to work on it. I came up with a song for Flus in the middle of the game. You weren't even listening. To me. Uh, Nick, uh, Jervon Dexter got his first sack of his career, too. You know, this is another guy that continues to ascend. Half a sack. Was it a half a sack? Half a sack. Half a sack. So, yeah. Half a sack. Justin Jones has another half a sack. Please stop kicking me and please listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a uh, question? Jervon Dexter, question. yes. Jervon <laughs> yeah. Dexter, yeah. No, he's been, he's been he doing well. They cut me off. <laughs> What's your question? No question. Just go, Nick. He's Yo. not a puppet. You I, have to I, ask I, him I, a question. Okay, great. Jervon Dexter was great. Here's the question. Nick, <laughs> Nick, you listen you listen to Fields. What stood out for you in the in the Fields press conference? Well, I think it was um even though obviously the Bears had a, a dominant victory over the Detroit Lions, like they felt like they still left a lot out there, you guys. Yeah, Cole Komet said they sh- probably should have put forty on them. 
uh, in this game. And there are some throws that Justin Fields um, would like to have back. And there was a deep throw in the middle of the field late in the game where I think Justin, the ball just got away from him. It just sailed over top. And, you know, unless DJ Moore was like eight feet tall, he didn't have a chance of catching that ball. There was a third down and short to Darnell Mooney where I don't know if it was a throw or the route from Mooney. They were just a little bit off. But, you know, I think that's uh, despite the victory, like this team is looking to still make those those necessary corrections that they need to make to really put themselves in a position to, like Cole Komet was saying, run the table. So it was a good victory for Justin Fields, and he felt like, you know, he. I think ultimately he was okay with his game, but he still left some plays out there. Um, he was also saying on the uh, – after the fourth down play where obviously the Bears don't convert on what should have been the tush push, but it was by design to pitch it out to DJ Moore. That was by design. Um, you know, he just knows that there are going to be ups and downs in a football game. And I think all Bears fans, we, we know that it would not be a Bears game if it, you know, was a clean football game. There's going to be those moments. And, you know, just staying even keel didn't personally um, leave. Like, I, I think what he was saying that the team did a good job coming out of halftime, finishing the game. But it's having the right mentality that even a, a swing like that where they don't convert, Detroit actually goes and scores a touchdown on that drive. They're able to stay mentally locked in. And I think Justin Fields is one of the best at one of the best players on this team that kind of represents always being locked in. And, you know, it kind of showed even after that moment, how they came out after halftime, what the defense was able to do and the back-to-back touchdown drives, the back-to-back touchdowns that Justin Fields was able to create. So I think that's just how he operates. And that kind of really, you know, just trickles down to the rest of the football team. One last question. Somebody just brought it up in the chat, and I think it's a good point. It would actually be your first question. That would be my first question. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you have one? I do have one because somebody brought it up in the chat. Do you know how many screens were called today on the offense? Because somebody in the chat saying no screens were called, and I can't think of one. Typically, I black out during the game, so I have no idea what happened. But now that I'm starting to look back and think about this, I can't remember one either. And that's a really good point because, uh, you know, Eberflus talked during the week about having to go downfield more after the Minnesota game, and then they don't don't give me that look, and they don't throw any screens. I and I want to know from the expert the ana- analysts, yeah. Hogue and Nick, yeah. did a screen get called Nick, today? By Not any, you, yeah. resident jackass. Nick, yeah. <laughs> resident jackass. I was just yeah. waiting for a question. No. I was wondering what it was going to come. Well, we all know later. the first thing Luke Getzey does when the game's over is give Nick his play call sheet from the game. So were there any screens on there? Nick uh, takes notes. What, I did take notes, but I look, I can't remember if there, there was a screen like you guys. Uh, was, like, I, I'm remember to, I remember it. They ran, uh, they tried to run one, the DJ Moore, a tunnel screen. On the outside, and it, he got tackled right away. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Yeah. So, well, hey, uh, I think uh, there was a smart individual who joined pregame um, from Soldier Field. Um, wasn't wearing this hat, but also said, like, the screen game probably not going to be a big part of this this game. Because, again, Detroit, they, uh, what Justin Fields is saying, they really scheme based off the defense that they're going to play. And you look at this defense, they give up plays downfield. And like Justin Fields is saying, they miss some. So, I don't think they thought that the screen game was the way to beat this Detroit Lions defense. So that's why you saw more deep shots. You saw less of the screen game. And even though you didn't have a guy like EQ, you didn't need him in this one because you're able to do enough. But like I said, they they still left some plays out there. 
Yeah, yeah that Mercedes Lewis play too. I Slip think screen. I, I have to oh, go watch well, it and see okay. if we're technically calling that a screen. Yeah, or he not. just like flared but, it out. We're not. But that was. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't make Carbs notes because the second that ball got thrown over to Mercedes Lewis, I I said delete that from the playbook now. <laughs> I, I probably was sleeping at that point with the uh, uh, Barger's beef uh, coma. But yes, no, I should have wrote that down. That's not a screen, Nick. Last one before you go for me, at least. Did you give me something you saw in the locker room today that people would want to know about that weren't there that you thought was cool? Somebody excited, somebody somebody sad, somebody something. Oh, Cole Komet's a, Cubs hat. What a great question. Get a new hat, Cole. It was different. It is yeah, a no, uh, right. great. A good hat if you're a Cubs fan. Um, trying to think here. I just looking back at the locker room, you know, it was it was nice seeing an interaction between it was Jaquan Brisker and like Jalen Johnson. Their lockers are pretty close close uh, by each other, but I think it was just that like satisfaction of one the win streak but they just overly excited and we know that Jaquan Brister is an emotional guy you see it on the field but it's just when going back to this locker room there hasn't been a lot of that so when you kind of even see any type of even minimal celebration you you take note of it so it's, it's it was nice seeing that I did ask Jaquan about like he had a great game you guys 17 total tackles I'm like you should have had a pick six, right? And he looked at me, kind of rolled his eyes. I'm like, man, I just didn't, you know, I read the route right. And I just didn't put my hands together. So he's like, got to work on that. But I think just seeing like those, those little things that, we, again, we haven't seen consistently enough, especially here at Soldier Field, you know, that counts. And going back to my quick conversation with Lucas Patrick, he's like, this locker room right now, you guys, it has trust. Trust that we're going to get these things done. Trust that. You know, the the guy next to you is going to do the right thing. And, you know, you never know what can happen coming off a win, uh, now a win streak, two in a row. So it's it's nice seeing that continuity and, you know, the overall trust that all these individuals have in the locker room right now. How many, uh, how mu- how many people in the press box were talking about my Twitter beef with Mark Trustman? I can't say it trickled down to my end where Herb Howard and I were at, but... Um, okay. Yeah, uh, what, I don't think I even saw it, Adam. What did you do? I didn't do anything, and Mark and I are cool. He was bullying Mark Trestman. He, he bullied Trestman on, on Twitter because Trestman tried to like, up, celebrate up, his up, tenure up. with the Bears, and Hoax just was a straight jerk. I'm a bad guy. He deleted the tweet. You know we, why? Because it was wrong. We could have had Mark Trestman on the show. He could have been in studio. Now Trestman's like, screw you, Hoag. Ain't doing CHGO. See, Joe I spin zone that. I think we increase the likelihood of having Mark Trestman on the show. Right, we're good. Can we get? I want. That's the one thing I want. I want Trusty. I want Trusty. We want Trusty. Trusty, we trusty. Okay. We love you, Trusty. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Time heals all Trusty wounds. Appreciate you, man. We'll be reading you all CHGO.com, all the great Twitter updates on X at Nicholas Moriano. All right, you guys. See ya. There he goes. See you, Nick. Show the hair, you coward. To his to his point about trust, the team trusting each other. He's going on his hair, and he's wearing a hat. Yeah. To his point about trust, Chicago Bears defensive lineman Montez Sweat said about that Maddie Refus deserves a lot of credit for continuing to keep this team together. And I quote, this is a really tight group. Eberflus is a great coach. He keeps us motivated. A lot of respect for him as a coach. Who said that? Montez Sweat. Wow. 
Okay. Carry he's been money. he's been drinking the Bears Kool Aid. Nineteen ninety nine from the Duke heading out. Sweat also n- wasn't here the first four weeks in the season. Yeah, there you go. Heading out for the <laughs> night is the Duke. You know what I could really use right now? I could use a twenty minute car monologue here. Topics can range from softball to obscure D two football players with similar names to someone else. <laughs> Should I do that on spaces or should I do that here? Because I have a lot Not of thoughts. Not here. Not here. Please, God. Um, but Duke? You, you and the Duke can get on spaces and uh, hash that out, I think. And did you hear, per Patrick Finley on X, that this is the first time the Bears have won a game out of the bye in 10 years? That's... By the way, I've seen stunning. I've seen Patrick Finley on X. It's crazy. Stop calling it X. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't like it. I'm gonna it's make Twitter. a joke about it every time. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. Twitter. It's, Twitter. it's not X. I call it. I'm not, I'm not call. What's that? Exactly. F U Elon. I'm calling it Twitter. Ain't no X. Elon out here. That's crazy. Ten years since Ten, they won on the line. I like. Yeah, it sounded the opposite of Andy Reid. By the way, Andy Reid's losing to the Bills right now, fourteen to seven. Um... Vikings score update still tied with the Raiders 0-0 what a game that is 111 left in the third quarter uh let's fire through super chats we will end the show 1999 uh, big cram get those uh we are I told you if we get to a thousand likes the Bears are gonna win the out believe me I'm guaranteeing it 1999 uh from big cram I'm a Caleb guy through and through, but the thought of Brock Bowers and Marvin Harrison Jr. with Justin gets me excited and Braggs could have should have would have Maybe the team needed those heartbreaking losses to learn how to win. Nine and eight. Here we come. Yeah. Whether they needed them or not, uh, the situation they got, they're in. They got them. I like that spin zone, though. Good spin, Big Cram. That's why you're my hero. Hawkeye, $20. Bears win. Let's effing go, boys. Happy to see it. And this was the aggressiveness we need to see on offense. Bear down. <laughs> Thank you, Hawkeye. <laughs> What's up? John Greenberg's response to Patrick Finley's tweet. You're going to like this, Hogue. He says, I believe that 27-20 win over Green Bay in 2013 was one of Mark Trestman's 28 primetime victories over two <laughs> seasons. I'll have to check the numbers. <laughs> uh, come on, Greenberg. <laughs> to whiteboard it as quick as possible. Trestman tweeted last night about Josh McCown's <laughs> game against the Cowboys in 2013, and he tried to say that the Bears went 7-1 and one in primetime under his watch. They really went 6-4, and four, and I, off the top of my head, could think of three terrible primetime losses. There's actually four of them. They were all bad, um, and I just couldn't let it go, and then Trestman responded to me, and then I felt bad about it, and then I didn't sleep well, and then he deleted the tweet. <laughs> And now I feel like a bad guy. And I'm tonight. I'm I mean, in, old man Mark Trustman on Twitter just trying to have an enjoyable Saturday, and yeah. Hogue's going to come out of nowhere and be like, do. "Actually, not Mark. We're going after former Bears coaches on Twitter. I'll take Wanstead tonight." No, you're not. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> leave Dave Wanstead Wani, alone. Wani's not dealing with your Twitter nonsense. Okay? <laughs> no, he won't. And Wani will kill you. And Wani's not on Twitter. And also, Wani's awesome. I like Wani. 1999, Ben Wonderlick. Just wanted to post a victory chat. I'm still in on fields for the future. In the first round, draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Draft the center. Get more weapons. Bear down. Going to be a tough decision for Ryan Poles. Steven Brody. I think I actually said that right. $20. Another evaluation no one is talking about. Can Bajent be QB1 if they keep... Justin Fields, 
He's never played a full season. Oh, goodness. What? Oh, my God. Can Bajan be QB1 if they keep Justin Field? He's never – you're saying can Bajan be the right. backup? He oh, he's saying hurt. can he be a legitimate starter because Justin Fields will get hurt if they keep him. Yeah, I understand. That's where he's going. Hey, don't worry about Tyson Bajan. He'll be fine if he gets when he gets his next opportunity. I'm not going to say if. To answer your question, Brian, or uh, I guess that was Ben – you yeah, switched whoever, it up. Yeah, sorry, it was Ben. Steven, um, Steven Broadhay. Bro- Steven. Steven. <laughs> One of the three guys we just talked to. I apologize. The thing got off the screen there. I'm sorry. Um, I think the Bears do have a legitimate backup quarterback that they ha- can and will develop into a trust trustworthy guy. He already went 2-2 two and two this year as the starter when he needed to, which is what you want your backup to do. So um, thank you for the super chat, Steven. And I do like Tyson Bajan as the future and current backup of the Chicago Bears. Not starter, Carm. Suit yourself, Hogue. Next up, Brian Marshall, $10. Ebert Flus. So you want to replace me with Ben Johnson, do you? <laughs> In my face. Yeah. In my face. Ben Johnson, OC, Lions, for people who don't know. Russell G, 10 Australian? Australian? Finally, getting it probably. Finally, getting up at 4.30 a.m. to watch the Bears was finally worth it. You're the man, Russell. I, I do believe that's a badger in his avatar, which is pretty cool. Badgers are a great animal. Good day, mate. Also, congrats to the women's volleyball team from Wisconsin for making the Final Four. That was another thing I tweeted about on Saturday night. College volleyball is one of the more stressful viewing experiences you can have. I think I've decided the two most stressful sporting experiences you can have watching sports, college volleyball and NHL playoff hockey. I'll just say this. I was the public address announcer. This is for you, Duke. Uh, I was the public address announcer for Northern Illinois University. Uh, and I did their <laughs> football, but I also did their volleyball, and I was 25 years old. I should not have been allowed to do public address for volleyball. That was, I was not mature enough to handle it. They were, that was just a, a crazy sport. Professor Fumbledore, $10. <laughs> Fumbledore. Like, once again, this guy, this is his second super chat of the show, and now he laughs at the second one. <laughs> Wasn't paying attention the first time. Does does the field replacement talk calm down? He was very hurts today. Well, I'll take Jalen Hurts. It'll be very interesting to see what they talk about with, with Justin uh, on this show and elsewhere, Fumbledore. I was going to say they. How about us? Well, it's going to be talked about in every corner of the city. I'm not even talking yeah, about Yeah, but no one listens TV. to any other show but ours. So what are you even That's talking about? That's an excellent about? point. Yeah. There is no other shows. <laughs> Orange and blue, blood, breath. Including the one that Hogue's going to do after five minutes after this <laughs> that show. That show doesn't exist. <laughs> but in 12 minutes at 530, it will exist. <laughs> Hogan Johns. Uh, $10. Just in case. I see what you did there. Nobody noticed. QB1 was a soldier on the field. It's time we commit. To this team, bear down. Huh? Sorry, didn't mean to, Braggs. I, I don't know why you're apologizing to me unless you think I'm not a fan of all those dad jokes and, and puns, mm-hmm. which I am. That was a greatly worded super chat, so keep them coming. Totally off Just topic. Just need more acronyms to throw Hogue off his trail. Yeah, that one. See, that the dad jokes, I was like right on, yeah, smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. I get through those. Yeah. Just don't acronym me to death. Yeah, you did great. Also, I don't understand why we can't get the Army-Navy game back at Soldier Field. Seems like a perfect spot for it. Seth Crane, $10. Yeah. Belichick. What? 
We got it. We got uh, enough. Belichick doesn't. We got enough punts going on at Soldier Field. Well, the field today looked a little iffy. Should ask Nick about that. Uh, Bring him back. Play that frustrated me the most. This is from Seth. Ten dollars is the completion to Komet in the first, where Anzalone almost tips it. No anticipation and stared Komet down. Was a completion, but just drove me nuts. Hashtag still believe in JF one. I'm with you, Seth. I still believe, but there were a lot of that today. I believe right before the 4th and 13, I might have said something to Kevin Kadek that this might have been Justin's worst game of the season. I remember that. I didn't write it down because but I the game was... wasn't over yet, and he made the big play, and then he also overthrew. I just wonder the how the narrative would feel if we didn't have the number one pick because I think how we're evaluating him is very harsh and very direct, and I think a lot of it surrounds because you're bouncing it off of this decision they have to make. And if they didn't have that decision and they didn't have a number one and there was like the number nine and number 13 pick, yeah. how would the narrative feel about the progression that Justin Fields is making and looking forward well, to the rest I still of the think year it would be next a, year? Yeah, I still think we'd be talking about it a lot, but we would just be talking about it in the context of should they pick up their, his fifth-year option or not. Right. I think that would be the conversation. And it wouldn't be so immediate to now because we're tracking these draft picks and we understand right. that there's some really good quarterbacks available. Uh, this one you might find I mean, funny. This is from Professor Fumbledore. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> Haven't heard that one before. $10. If Getsy <laughs> can start beating opponents, God damn it, even he, we read this one. I was going to say, did we read this? That was the first one I read yeah, that he sorry. missed. So maybe I should read it again. I, for, I, I missed just for it Greg. Again. Court J999. What about it moving? What about it moving? Oh, what about moving Phil Snow up to defensive coordinator so Flues can just focus on the offense. This is hysterical. They're both <laughs> Marinelli guys. They got him in October. We've been getting better since. Why do we want Flues focusing on the offense? Well, Things the other, have finally turned around on defense. The, the, the other, well, you know what? <laughs> this defense coordinator is too good. Let's let's take away his play call. Well, no, he's saying over. Phil Snow is actually the secret defensive coordinator. The, the fact of the matter is, is that Snow is getting... I, I, I love that he's getting all this acclaim, but nobody's heard from the guy. We don't even know if he actually exists. You've <laughs> got to get the Phil Snow exclusive. It's I do. Got, you have to be all the right. man for this job. Enough's enough. 15 turnovers since he got here. I mean, I, up. I asked Flus about Snow a couple Fridays ago, and I've never seen the Flus get so <laughs> smiley. He was so happy that I brought up Snow. What's Phil Snow done for this team? <laughs> well... Let me tell you, the snow. <laughs> I mean, he, I think you bring up a decent point. What if they never actually did hire Phil Snow? Phil Phil Snow could just be a name, and it's, it's actually his alter ego. It it could be Alan Williams in disguise. Well, he doesn't well, have no, the to defense be in has gotten better. What's that? It, it, well, first of all, it's not Alan Williams, yeah, because everything's gotten better. And then two, he doesn't have to be in disguise because no one's seen or heard him. There's no disguise. Right. It's just a... Should I, should I literally... I think we're all getting catfished. Should I try should to be? sneak away from where they make the media go at Hallis Hall and start just snooping around looking for an office? Yes, if you were to do that, I would not talk about it live on a TV show. No, you should. I okay. would never do that, but I mean, I maybe could. I think you could kind of get that <laughs> the done. The search for snow. All right, we got to fly through these. I got to go. Is there... Can you can you point me where Phil Snow's office is? Or you guys, how about can, if I just or call you guys can keep going. How about if I call and like ask for... How, how did you guys... He's talking. How did your voice get stronger throughout the show? Right here. You drinking steroid tea? Yep. Jay Vinus, 999. Two interceptions on fourth down. Our defense is full of me guys trying to pad their stats. Okay. Imagine having that take after, like, the best win. I we've think it was just it. a joke at Carm. Okay. I, I take it back. Great super chat. Isaac Siegel, $5. 
don't want to overreact, but <laughs> I just want to say that because he's field slowly showing up since calling out Getsy. Need four more like it, but getting closer to extension time. Clayton Stocker, $5. Finally, I can't remember a time when we actually executed a free deep play pass for a TD. What many teams do, but I haven't seen in forever. How many more Super Chats do we have, by the way? Uh, just like uh, 10 here. Okay, just Big Cram, four ninety nine. Oh, what's up with the Lions constantly throwing themselves at players that were already down? Glad some of the players stood up to that BS. I agree yep. with you. That's what that little uh, kerfuffle right before halftime was when they were going to the locker room because they did it again. Some Like, the first guy tackled Fields completely legitimately, and then another guy came in and just, like, landed on him. Yep, Montez Sweat on the sidelines for that one play uh, that the Lions did get a flag for. That was great to see. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah, and Lucas Patrick's always been the guy to do that. Tevin Jenkins has always been the guy to do that, no question. At least we flipped that here. And I go back to Ryan Poles mentioning that when he first got hired as something he noticed on film watching that the Bears didn't do that. So I'm glad they fixed that. Helps the mentality of the entire team. Now it would be great if the refs uh, actually called a penalty. Excellent use of kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Andrew Sullivan, 499. Put Chris Jones on this defense and we are cooking with grease. Cooking with gas or cooking with grease? Do you want to cook with grease? Sounds like a fire waiting to happen. Jones <laughs> Maybe that's good. S- I don't know. Could start a fire and cook too much grease. Not no money, but grease. hey, the Bears got money. Brian Marshall, $5. Chris Jones is a really good player. He's played a lot of football, and he's almost 30 years old. Can't see. I added that. Can't see passing on a quarterback at number two, two years in a row. Number one. Two number one. That clearly is the number one sitting there. God, you can't read. I know both of these guys can't run. I'm trying to get through these fast. <laughs> Shut up. Can't see passing on a quarterback. And number one, two years in a row when the guy you have now is still a coin flip with obvious flaws. Million dollar question, Brian, but let's, I, like I try to emphasize the to fans, just enjoy <laughs> the season. Root for wins. Let the chips fall where they may. Anthony, 499, Bears and Bulls optimism in the same week. I must be Christmas drunk already. I believe the Bears, Blackhawks, and Bulls have won nine games in a row, eight games in a row? Yep. Soon to be nine? Yeah, we hadn't had a winning streak in this town since, like, late September when the Cubs did it. Yeah. And then suddenly now all of them have one. We're back, baby. Jake Flanagan at our Christmas party promised that we're going to start turning it around. Chicago teams are 5-0 since Patrick Kane started with the Red Wings, and Detroit teams are 0-5 since Patrick Kane started with the Red Wings. Yeah. Screw you, Red Wings. You suck. Detroit sucks. Detroit sucks. Detroit sucks. Detroit sucks. It's a great job That's by our super producer. Loved it. Mercedes, four ninety nine. My husband is torturing me and making me watch the Vikings game. At least he got to watch one good game today. Go Bears. She, uh, yeah, Mercedes was. Yeah, uh, she came, she checked checked in the Bears Vikings game yeah. a, a week Keep ago. Torturing your husband. That sounds like a lovely football game. It is now zero to zero in the fourth quarter. Jesus That's Christ. Wild. Raiders have the ball. Let's go. Come on. Come on, Raiders. Come on, Aiden O'Connell. Stevenson's finest. Up. Do it for Chicago and Lincolnshire. Greg, $5. Yes. Oh, Greg S. Oh, this is Greg. <laughs> Who would win in a fight, Eberflus or a hurricane? Trick Flues. question. Flues. The hurricane is Flues. Flues. Why not? 199, and that's what we call a winning streak. Eli, is 199. It, what? Is it, is it really a winning streak? No, though? it's not. Three is a winning streak. Thank you. This is back-to-back wins. What a win. I can't live like this. You're doing Dave, it, Eli. Yeah, you are living. David, $2. Can't wait to see Caleb in a Bears uniform. David. Come on, Wait, David. two games in a row is in a winning streak? 
No, it's not. <laughs> Cornell 199. Mitch was always great against the Lions. Got to delete a tweet. Mitch. <laughs> that was against Matt Patricia, who would, who would just constantly play man defense against a quarterback who couldn't read a zone to save his life. Mitch was so good. If, if they were, he was only coached right here, I mean, if the, he's just going to take off the second he leaves here. Who, did the, who does Mitch play next week? Can it be another team the Bears need to win? Mike, uh, two dollars. Fields oh, faster. Mitch decision. plays Nagy next week. That was the funny thing about oh, the, really? their next game. I'm pretty sure they play the Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs That's need adorable. that. They're down seventeen to seven. They're going to need a Mitch game. Uh, two dollars. Fields faster decision making after half adjusting. They did some adjustments there, Mike. We talked about it. Something, something, something um, was tweaked. Damn this, it. This is why I shouldn't talk. They play the Steelers or they play the the Colts next. So never mind. <laughs> so yeah, so everything you, you were almost right. Except you're completely wrong. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Did someone say that on your spaces and you just ran with it? Must have been Mubs. Yeah. <laughs> you are the two dollars. A fun Sunday feels good to say that. Mubs, that Bear jerk. Uh, D Tech Nation four ninety nine. Credit to Lucas Patrick for snapping the ball on the fourth and thirteen. Yes, yes absolutely. It takes the it takes the center to actually snap it. Uh, Philip Pizziola. $2. Killar plays Carm. Thanks. <laughs> Ryan in here without a voice all day long. Didn't speak for 13 hours leading into today. Pizzola. Law. Carm. I believe that's Pizzatola. Whatever. Pizzatola. Pizzatola. You don't, you're, you don't speak just for you, Pizzatola. I'll say that. Um, we Carm did play hurt to today. For the record, he yeah. fought through it. He's a grinder. Braggs was here too. <laughs> yep, working hard. I didn't do anything. I'm just the bad guy taking down ex Bears head coaches that I shouldn't. So we Can't love we, all you guys. We, we by the way, we are still under a thousand likes, which is really really upsetting. Yeah, it's too bad. It means the Bears are going to lose next week, and it's yeah. your fault. <laughs> Yeah, hit it on the way out, everyone. We appreciate every last one of you. Thank you. And they're not losing next week. They're never losing again. Bears, playoffs, let's go. Today was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for everyone here. Pre-game, post-game, following Nick at Soldier Field. Chargers. It's been a long time since the Bears had a just a good win against a good team. And and uh, it was fun to talk about it. We don't get to do that very much much on these post-game shows so um i enjoyed it and next week's gonna be interesting this is fantastic thank you yes it's gonna be interesting december we're gonna be here if you're just joining us for the first time for some reason we're here every day during the week at noon be right back here tomorrow with herb howard who help us break things down after we go back and watch the film um and we're here all week long. We got Cole Komet coming up on Tuesday. Corey, He'll be back with us. Corey Wooten, Monday night. Corey Wooten, Bears After Dark, tomorrow night. Yep. Wednesday, Brian Baldinger's here. We got you covered all week long. Don't go anywhere. Please hit that like button. Please hit subscribe. Please send this link off to a friend. Tell them to subscribe. They want to be right here with us these final four weeks of the season. We will be covering it all. And uh, become a diehard as well. Why not? Do it now. We got a sale going on. $59.99 right now. $20 off. It'll get you... Um, just all the best coverage in, in your inbox, exclusive behind-the-scenes stuff, merchandise discounts. Talk to me when I'm in my bed at night on Discord. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it gets a little weird sometimes, too, so you want to sign up for that. I can't. I'll be in there tonight, team. Let's, let's chat. Guys, great job. Lawrence, thanks for producing. Casey, social media. Kevin Kaduk in the house. Barger's Beef bringing the food. We Bargers. had a great day. KC, KC, KC. back-to-back. Post-game wins in the CHGO era. 
What? Oh no, true. is that for real? Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. That's not true though. Yeah, you don't remember preseason. The preseason. Come on, man. We did it. We're Quit right. correcting everybody. God, me and Mark Tressman. <laughs> <laughs> I love you both. You and Mark. I'm gonna go home tonight and read Mark Tressman's book again. There you just go. Because I love it so much. Uh we'll talk to you. Oh fuck. I'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. Ooh, that was amazing. Later. <laughs> <laughs> We're all silly like the mayor. 